Blog Talk Radio. This presentation may contain language and scenes which may be objectionable to certain individuals. Viewer discretion is advised. She could get menaces, frightening, find help. Sometimes I scare myself, myself. She could get menacing, frightening, find help. Sometimes I scare myself, myself. Tweaking, tweaking off that 2CB, huh? Is he gonna make it TPD, huh? Thought I was gonna run DMC, huh? I done died and lived again on DMT, huh? See, this the type of high that won't come down. This the type of high that get you gunned down. Easy, easy, trolling OD, huh? Turn TMZ to smack DVD, huh? Russell Simmons wanna pray for me, too. I'ma pray for him, cause he got me, too. Thinking what if that happened to me, too? Then I'm on E News. Shit could get menacing, frightening, find help. Sometimes I scare myself. Myself, she could get menacing, frightening, find help. Sometimes I scare myself, myself. Hey, hospital been a hundred bands, fuck a watch. Hundred grand in my Oh, oh, oh. I hear that bringing my name up a notch. Guess I just turned a cloud game up a notch. Welcome to another episode of The Pop Culturist. Um, it is I always, Alex to the mellow. Uh, let the Yeezy roll. We'll let it roll. Tight. Always with the always fantastic. Wear of hats. Wear of Bob Marley gear. Mr. Half Pint himself. Kyle Adams, how are you, sir? He might be doing the voiceover since it's Kanye, or he's in trash. Again, welcome to the Pop Cultures that, of course, being Kanye West. Uh, we'll be talking a little yay. Uh, I was going to say the third fall, but that is a Monday show. Uh, unfortunately, this is, isn't a show to sound radio, but we will talk um, with Kyle's awesome show as he's doing the countdown 
best albums of each year from 2001-2017. We'll also talk a little box office beatdown here. We will <laughs> action point. I mean, Kyle, if you have, uh, if you guys have been reading the intros, which you should, description of the show uh, that is, it's it's always wonderful. Um, I don't know if he's being facetious or not, but uh, action point. Unfortunately, I don't think any of us made it to that since Kyle went on a little awesome little uh, road trip here. And uh, I have no idea what I'm watching on TV right now. It's so random. Um, 2018 for you. But, uh, and, and, and I just have better things to do. Uh, very, very busy here uh, with the Strong Style Media Network here. We are conglomerates. But, uh, again, we'll get into some beatdown. Uh, three big movies coming out this weekend. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to manage uh, with the w- next four days that I have. Uh, but we're going to talk about some some pretty heavy hitters uh, to kind of start out the month of June. And then Kyle and I, if he's here, um, will uh, give our top five, you know, kind of picks each on, on what movies, you know, we're excited for for the month of June there. A lot of heavy hitters, a lot of indies, but I'm sure the, the blockbuster will, will kind of hit there. Also, uh, we'll get into the Manic Movie Minutes. We'll get into some musical con- uh, mantra. Apparently, I want to play Contra. Apparently Kyle's dead, but if you can hear me, we will be back in two and two with a box office beatdown. Most people would consider this illegal. 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 What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate, baby, you get strong style media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company, and I'm here to tell you that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop culture is where it's at. And for all your local hip-hop, so the sound radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Tune, and that more. We are Strong Style. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. You won't see these folks at the post office. They have businesses to run. They have passions to pursue. How do they avoid trips to the post office? Stamps.com. Mail letters. Ship packages. All the services of the post office right on your computer. Get a four-week trial, including postage and a digital scale. Go to Stamps.com today. Hey, Alex Mello here, host of The Pop Culturist on the Strong Style Media Network, inviting you to join myself alongside Half Pint's Kyle Adams as we discuss all the latest news and reviews in movies, music, and television. Check us out every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com. Also, you can check out the Pop Culturist archives on Blog Talk Radio, search bar, Strong Style Media, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at Strong Style Media. We are conglomerates. 
that's all over this safety thing. Third-party background checks for drivers. 24-7 trust and safety team. Critical response line. All right, list. Two can play at this game. What if we had a safe word? What about boba? No. What if you actually wanted boba? It's got to be more exotic. What's your wife's name? Oh, Barbara? Safe words, Barbara. <laughs> I like that. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. Challenge Alive. I don't know if uh, the listening audience heard us just randomly rambling, just like any other episode, but this one it wasn't on purpose. Um, I think I said my eye hurts on during a commercial. I'm sorry. Like, I think like a hurts. hair fell into my eyeball. Ooh. <laughs> I uh, apparently left. Different. Yes, yes. I, I, I know that feeling. Uh, I was doing a little yard work and kind of cleaning before the busy weekend. And uh, I was in the shower getting ready. And then I just had shampoo in my hair, apparently for like 10 minutes. Because all of a sudden it's just seeping into my eyeballs. And I'm like screaming like, ah, it burns, it burns. Then Seth Rollins' music apparently played in my head. So it was like, whoa, what's happening? But. Uh, welcome, Kyle. As always, uh, I'm going to give you a quick. I'm going to give you a quick scenario before I find out how the hell you were doing. What would okay. you rather? What would you rather have? I guess. What What's a better choice? I guess for you, Batista. Batista possibly starring in a God of War movie. Um, <laughs> there is no Crow movie. Uh, I, I guess it wasn't going to be made anyways. But Momoa, Jason Momoa, and the director. Uh, has has totally left, or that we're going to possibly see Roman Reigns face Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam again. What's the best option? What's the best scenario that could affect positively, positively your life? You know, I'll watch Dave Batista not play um, as the God of War himself, which I forget his name for some odd reason. Krypton but maybe as a villain. No, maybe a villain. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. He's got the swag though, but I mean, he does. He's, but I don't. You know, but I, but I guess that him. would make a better villain. You're right. No face. No face. <laughs> He's already faced enough as uh, as a uh, homie from uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, oh, but, Drax, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to see him for some reason. Like today, I just been forgetting names. Like, in earlier show today, I just was, like, drawing blank on everything. And, like, even now, good God help me. But Drax, yes. Must have had um, that good good in Sioux Falls, right? No. Well, yeah. Yeah, what? yeah. my bad. I was totally disrespecting that. I, I apologize. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, We're talking I, wow. beautiful scenery, of course, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sioux Falls is really nice, though. For some reason, I actually saw land or like dirt that like became became like ripped leather damn near and it like Whoa. crinkled up like it was that dry and that hot <laughs> yeah it was it, we've hit a hundred a few times kind of in this area uh mm-hmm. last month so it's uh it's been pretty pretty muggy but now like the last couple of days it's just been like 60s mm-hmm. take, like it almost rains yeah yeah, and then get home and beat the rain trying to mow the lawn, and hoof. If you know anything about Mexicans and mowing lawns, but hey, we'll. Uh, <laughs> we had a good trip. 
<laughs> you had a good trip though in Sioux Falls. Anything yes, I did. crazy that you never would have thought you you would see in your life, or just another As you I, know quasi big city. I mentioned earlier how like there's more casinos on every block than there is like chicken shacks over North Minneapolis. Like, <laughs> like it's literally like casino, gas station, casino, fast food place, casino, <laughs> casino, casino, car rental place. Inside that car rental place is a casino. Like, wow, this is like <laughs> you can lose your money in every block. Like, it's really cool. Yeah, and I wanted to go. You didn't go? go. You didn't go to any of the uh, in gas stations, Kyle, in South Dakota, Um, especially one where I'm at here right over the border, like eight steps away. There is a gas station restaurant that also is a casino inside. Just a small little room. There's like seven machines. It's crazy. We we got there like kind of midday slash night. We ate like Sonics and shit. That was like our number one spot with Sonics. I think. Did you get the Shy Dog? Chicago. Dog? I did not get the Shy Dog. I really wanted that foot long Coney though, because I was talking to somebody about it. Yeah, I was talking to somebody about it. Um, like Bullwinkles. Have you ever had their like version the of the hell Coney, is that? Like Bullwinkles at the. <laughs> It's a bar. I'm gonna revoke your Baba's membership, man. Talking about bullwinkles. No, what? (laughs) (laughs) It's a bar in, uh, I think, South Minneapolis. Okay. Um, over like kind of like on Franklin area, um, and their version is like not chili, so I don't think it's like a coney dog. I don't know exactly what they call it, but. It has, like, hamburger meat, uh, chopped onions, and mustard on, like, the hot dog. Okay. I I think I – no, I think I'm still my past. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> But, hey, I mean, as long as it's good, good for you, good for the, the fellow patrons of Bullwinkles, man, Baba's. It's all about that <laughs> B, apparently. Thanks, Megan. I guess Green. so. Uh, um, just as long as it's not I, Whitey's. There's actually a place over here called Whitey's, which I find weird. Really? Mm. That is kind of weird. Um, <laughs> you know what else is weird? Uh, a little tip. And no, ladies and germs, I'm, I, this is not because it's Kyle. Um, but before I was leaving work, I saw an ESPN of all things. Uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken is apparently going to go with a vegan chicken option. <laughs> KFC is going with a vegan option. I mean, I guess Gross. the White Castle. I mean, what are your what are your thoughts on on that? Is uh, something cutting edge or just like? No, nah, because Burger King had a veggie burger in their menu for like ten plus years now, and nobody orders it. But however, I hear it's actually I did. really good. When I gave up meat for four months, and uh-huh. I was um, traveling, you know, quite a bit for my job, I would I would get the veggie burger, which was just a Morning Star burger. Which they advertise. I was like, oh, I'm overpaying for one patty. Awesome. But it's good. Um, yeah. Yeah. And apparently there's a Portillo's out in uh, Maple Grove that is the bee's knees and not the one at Woodbury because 
Uh, they have African Americans working in their kitchen. Did you hear about that? <laughs> no, because everyone in Chicago has African Americans working in the kitchen. It's a great yeah. service for yeah, not the one in jobs. Woodbury. Apparently, really? there's like yeah, apparently like Woodbury like kind of lost their ways and they and they quote unquote colonized the Woodbury location, but the one in Maple Grove is the one that tastes just like the one in Chicago. Okay. Because apparently well, one would be when they first started, it, it tastes like it, but now I don't. So it's and and they would always have. Um, wow, that's really sad. I'm gonna have to try that Maple Grove one now. Because you can really tell a difference, sadly. Like when I walked into a Chipotle like years ago after they had that raid of their workers, and I went in and it was like Whoa. a white kid making my burrito. Like I was like, this is gross, and it was never the same again. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> I mean, Honestly, I was like, it's not wrap tight. It's it's nothing. There's just throwing slop down. I'm like, no, it was like used to be made with love and, you yeah. know, deliciousness and, you know, pre-E. coli or whatever the hell, like nine out, outbreaks that they've had. But geez, they did. Like, what the heck? Totally I don't know. Tell. What's going on there? Like, and they keep changing ownerships. Like, first it was, it was owned, Chipotle owned, like. Whoever started it owned it. Then McDonald's took over, and now like McDonald's sold it, and I was like owned by like two other businesses since then, and they like kind of went weird. I'm still surprised people are excited about Chipotle. Like there are people. I mean, I I've always identified it as a Minnesota thing, um, because <laughs> when I lived in Illinois, I went to school. We knew these four girl or five girls that were from Minnesota. And yeah. they would always say, oh, this place, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle. I'm like, what is this? And then finally, I was just like, when I went there, I was like, oh, this is the best thing in the world. But then I was just like, again, after I had that you know, encounter in 2012 when they had the raids, I, it was the saddest day of my life. I've yet to eat there. That and the, the Ebola or E. coli, whatever problems they've had. A lot. So. Uh yeah. Not like and solo gross. at the box office. <laughs> like I <laughs> which I'd even play the uh uh sounder for it, damn it. Um <laughs> I, we, I'm so just saying that like, was a good transition. <laughs> I know, my bad. Here we I'll go. Get it. I'll get it. Is the moment fans <laughs> around the world have been waiting for <laughs> it's yeah, baby. Welcome to the box office meetdown. Who the laughing? Sorry. <laughs> Just, damn, that was a good transition. I, I totally J.R. Smith that and shit, I, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Let's just talk some shiz right now. These NBA finals, man, I... I'm rooting for LeBron. Like I'm, I I get it. He's like old man Logan, even though he's like 33. He's still like nine years to play. But man, he went off. Like they obviously should have had one, easily three, until Durant decided to be like, "Hey, I'm Kevin Durant." Yeah. Um, but J.R. Smith, man, 
Again, Rodney Hood is going to get LBJ money when LeBron heads out west. But J.R. Yeah. Smith, I, I'm afraid he's heading down like the Michael Beasley route of some sort. <laughs> Even Michael Beasley's a better character than he is right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like J.R. Smith is just, oh my God, a whole different level. Like, did you see How that meme? Do where it? it was like, where they was like, I thought, I thought the when you got to take it back when the ball hit rim, I started laughing. Or they, they said, oh, they said the man was, like he grabbed a rebound, ran back court, ran all the way to the liquor store to go grab a bottle of Hennessy. That's awesome. <laughs> then they, they had, I think, the Larry David like theme song while he was running to the liquor store. Like, <laughs> oh man, oh, <laughs> you have to send me all nineteen of those. I just love the memes where it's it's him and he's just obviously. Very J.R. Smith, but yeah, man, I I don't know, but Kevin Love definitely came out to play last night, and, and that was good to see. Unfortunately, um, do you think they're going to get sweats? Yep. Is LBJ just going to walk off the court and not, not do anything? Not shake yep. hands, not talk to the press, and just dip out, and just he's yep. going to be spotted in L.A. the next day? Yep, it's going to be like when they got swept by Dallas. Or and that would not it wasn't Dallas. Who was it that swept him before he left to Miami? Um, San Antonio. Was it San Antonio? Like I remember him getting swept, and then like he got pissed. That's when that whole Delonte West thing was coming out, and then he yeah. was like, the Mom decision came her. out, <laughs> and then now yeah, it's that crazy shit. Yeah, I, they're still going strong, aren't they? Working at a Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? That is where he's working stepson. too. Oh man, because I forgot that. Choice, I get it. You know, you're you're bored. You're with LeBron's mom. <laughs> sure, she's nice. I mean, I I don't know. I, uh, yeah, like for him to still be part of the family. <laughs> like that's really uh, crazy that he's working at at Home Depot. Like. Like full time. Really? No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I like I do remember. I do remember that though, where he had the uh, <laughs> the hoodie with or the uh, apron with his name written on it. I wonder if he actually does work there. I'm gonna Google it. <laughs> Probably. I mean, you got to do something in the off season, right? Um, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> during the summer, people don't want to see Star Wars movies, but we'll get to that in a second here. We're coming at a number five in the box office beatdown. A book club, a movie I did intend to see. Unfortunately, again, time management was had never been a big uh, you know, deal for me, apparently. Not very good at it, but uh, apparently with the audience, they are enjoying it. $6.8 million, 47.3 uh, overall, domestically, I'm sure overseas, they're going to have countless remakes or reimaginings of this. Uh, and I think that's dope. Uh, I think this movie is going to be great for a few laughs. Uh, I can't wait to check it out. I'm sure it'll be on Blu-ray uh, as soon as I snap my finger. Anyways, number four, The Avengers, $10.3 million, $642.8 million domestically. Uh, almost at $2 billion. Um, overall there, Kyle, uh, it's released, it's digital release dates and, and Blu-ray release. So I believe that's coming out at, towards the tail end of July. Um, 
Disney's at least happy with Marvel rights and big business by Avengers. Mm. At least. At least. Good God. But we'll get into That's Disney's crazy. woes here in a second. Um, whoa. Coke Zero coming in at number two. Delicious. A movie I'm surprised it didn't make uh, as much uh, money. But it's not too far from the number one domestically so far. Uh, $23.3 million over its third weekend. 254.6 domestically. Um, not not as big again as as its uh, predecessor there. Um, I don't know. Again, sequel fatigue, superhero fatigue, or do you think this one will basically just make its money uh, when it hits, you know, Blu-ray and and the streaming service? Hmm. I think it, yeah. I think it'll get more money that way. But I don't know. That's crazy. Um, it's almost got, you know, it's near 600 million worldwide so far. So again, I'm sure after marketing and everything, it'll, it'll come out pretty well, but, uh, unfortunately no, like, well, it would not do well. That's really yeah. low though. It is. I mean, considering the first one, I think was, uh, close to a billion. It was, it was pretty, uh, it made a lot of money for not having a big budget as well, Kyle, <laughs> where I think the first one only had, like a budget of like sixty million, so this one, you know, pretty much almost doubled it. Um, but uh, yeah, pretty pretty interesting. But um, actually, I think I even skipped number three, which is more interesting. Um, Adrift, <laughs> the uh, Sam uh, Claflin and uh, uh, what's her name, Shailen Woodley, uh, kind of a uh, romance at sea. And then, you know, Mother Nature interrupts that, that little romance as they're on a uh, on a adventure um, and basically, you know, upends into a Gilligan's Island situation. Um, it's about survival, of course, in the ocean there. Uh, and they kind of give the big spoil in the, in the trailer, which I'm kind of bummed out about. I think it would have been a better presentation in the movie um, since you already know that their, uh, their, their boat is going to, uh, well as well as them become adrift. But uh, definitely, you know, it has, has its audience. I am a fan of Sam Claflin, actually. Uh, I thought he was wonderful in the Hunger Games uh, series there. And Shailen Woodley was awesome in, in Big Little Eyes, as well as, of course, her work on Divergent. <laughs> Kidding. I don't think anyone Um Did you like those, Kyle? You might have liked those. No. I don't think so. I uh, walked out. I decided to leave it on my TV and just, I got up from my chair and just <laughs> went to my room and went to sleep. I was like, I, I can't. It was like 8.30 at night. I was like, running? nope. Just left it running. What? I was like, this is, this is horrible, horribly boring. <laughs> I think this is a true story. Like, you, <laughs> why would you just leave it running? Why not just... Give it the. I, the, I didn't want to waste any more time with that uh, amongst my pupils, so it, it, it was bad. I still enjoyed my <laughs> Divergent cup I got from Cinemark Theaters like 19 years ago, like those big vinyl cups. Uh, yeah, I use that every now and then. So shout out to <laughs> not, no no shout out to Divergent. Yeah, didn't even do the fourth movie, Kyle. Like they still have another film. In that whatever the hell you narrative, I guess, quote unquote. But uh, unfortunately, people did not like the narrative of the number one film two weeks in a row. But unfortunately, dipped, uh, I believe, 65 percent. Solo, a Star Wars story, 
$29.2 million its second weekend, Kyle. This movie has only garnered uh, in 10 days $148.8 million, uh, far, far beyond or behind um, the predecessors in the newly launched Disney Lucasfilm Star Wars uh, acquisitional merger, if you will. Um, it finally beaten, especially worldwide, Kyle, with its total at a paltry $264 million, finally just beat The Last Jedi's opening weekend. Huh. Um. People are panicking. <laughs> Apparently, no. the cost was $300 million, so it is far, far underperformed. What yeah, it has extremely. But I think people think are just turned reasoning? off. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'll just give an answer to that. <laughs> Funny, but uh, uh, from what I hear, like from most fans, is that this is a Disney film. It's not a Lucas film, Star Wars, and so people are kind of like turned off by it and are just like, I'll wait until DVD comes out. Yeah, I mean, we, we both saw it. We both enjoyed mm-hmm. it. I mean, it's yeah. It's, the the only problem is is I mean yeah there's a few little you know aha moments you know kind of towards the end there but really there's nothing to gain you kind of know what's happening and and I think people are going in with that mindset but with me I just went in like hey it's an adventure with a Han Solo Chewie Lando and Woody Harrelson for God's sakes and we got an introduction to one of the most baller droids in the history of the Star Wars universe in L3. Um, so, I mean, I, I think it's, I think especially with it only being, you know, only what, like seven months or so from, from The Last Jedi and all the negativity from that. Um, but I think Star Wars movies now, whereas before it was always a summer thing, it was actually released where all the previous Star Wars films were uh, during Memorial Day weekend. But lately, the the last three have come out during the holidays, where you know they have been big and don't face such stiff competition through its Marvel counterpart. So, do you think Disney going forward should just have Star Wars come out during the holidays? Um. I don't think it just has anything to do with the holidays. I don't know. I honestly couldn't tell you. I just think, like, people... I think just this one. I think maybe it's just the storyline of it. Like, people don't really care for it. It's kind of like the origins. Like, nobody really cared for Wolverine Origins. Like, though people saw it. Yeah, but that was Um, just a bad movie. (laughs) It was. Like, that was just a shit show of a film. But I mean, like... Still, like, people nobody cared from the get-go. Like, who cares? Like, everybody really wanted to see the Magneto one. I know I wanted to. That would have been dope. It would have been interesting. But I think First Class is kind of a pretty good origin. Um, Fassbender does a hell of a job um, hmm. in that in that first film. But, you know, it's kind of an origin for both him and Xavier. But I definitely portray that um, as, as a Magneto story there. Um, plus, we get, you know... Everything, but you know, anyways, I don't want to get into that rant, but God, that's such a good movie. Um, but yeah, uh, Disney apparently is, is rumored to lose about 50 million when it's all said and done with its theatrical uh run of, of solo here. Uh, again, as we announced the last show, Boba Fett is, is slated to get the next movie. I think this, this should be a series. A series of adventures with the Han Solo and such, you know, that'll eventually lead to Boba Fett 
and of course, uh, you know, uh, Jabba the Hutt, you know, uh, the Hutts, and of course, the big, uh, the big reveal at the end of uh, the first solo. So I, I hope it continues. Maybe you know, especially with Disney launching their new uh, streaming service uh, coming up here, um, where they're going to do original content, and the rumor is Lucas is going to get its own, especially with them doing a live-action Star Wars series coming up in the next couple of years. Maybe you just do it something like that. Stars are going to streaming movies now, whether it's Netflix, Amazon, or Hulu, whether it's movies or TV. So I don't think it's as big as a faux pas as it was before or, you know, kind of seen negatively for actors. So maybe you do something along those lines. You know, maybe, you know, obviously the budget can be a little bit smaller and it can work. So... Uh, I hope there's there's more uh, more solo kind of down the line. Fifty million though, sadly, Kyle. When I read that number, I was like, "That's it." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I, I yeah, I have no, I guess, explanation. But like, Deadpool's not too far behind. <laughs> no, that's crazy. the funny thing about it. Yeah, and uh, out of those two, I I would probably see Solo again. But honestly, I would see Avengers just because I haven't seen it in a few weeks. But <laughs> yeah, and Avengers made more than Deadpool and Solo combined. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one of the the top, if not the top, uh, superhero film. Um, but speaking of conundrums and the movies that I want to see, uh, as as we mentioned, <laughs> and please check out on Facebook um, dot com forward slash Strong Style Media or dot com forward slash the pop culturists. Sorry, just like saying that. It's like Ruby Riot. Um and, and Kyle or or blocktalkradio.com forward slash strong style media. Uh Kyle's intro is great. Or I should say synopsis of the episode. Um uh, action points. We didn't see it. Um as no. well apparently nobody did uh since <laughs> I believe it debuted uh horribly at, at two point eight Sorry, $2.3 million at number nine. Uh, not to what uh, Knoxville, Pontius, and the gang uh, wanted, I'm sure. Um, it's unfortunate, but again, the reviews were kind of paltry. Uh, you know, cost about $19 million. Maybe this will reach something, you know, uh, on, I, wanted, I was about to say home video, Kyle. Uh, but, you know, on, uh-huh. on the uh, streaming platforms there. So, uh, yeah, I, what, what a review I read was, whew, brutal. Um. The Ringer, how bad did that do? Like according to Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I'm curious to know because, like, honestly, like I I had no problem with The Ringer. Like, granted, it can't be made today, <clears throat> not today. But <clears throat> like overall, it was it was kind of an interesting film. I mean, I remember buying it on DVD for like five bucks, and I was okay. like, this is it's not a bad buy. <laughs> Uh, the Ringer all-time domestically, Kyle. Guess hmm. what its ranking is? All-time domestic total in U.S. film history. <laughs> Number in one. America. Yes. Man, you are close. You want to take Ooh. another guess? Uh, 68th. <laughs> oh, um, 2,281. Now, the year it came out in 2005... What was the rank of the ringer after it was all said and done? Uh, let's see. Oh, man, I'm going to guess probably double that then and go with 5,000. 
thousand. In in twenty oh five, seventy seven. Not too bad, especially when there's hundreds it of films that come out a year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but it made total thirty five million. And by the sounds of it, you probably have not seen that movie. The Ringer? Oh, I've seen it. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, it's, I didn't uh, see it in theaters. No, I didn't either. Like, I, I bought it on DVD and was like, cool. But, like, for some reason it caught my interest. And so I, I was like, it's not bad. And, I like, if I ever came across it again, I'd, I'd probably get it again just for the simple fact of having it in my library. Cause it's, <laughs> Did someone uh, gank your, your DVD? Uh, I, no, I think I sold it. For rent. You sold it. Yeah. What'd you get for it? I lost four dollars. <laughs> they were like, "Fool, what you doing?" Uh, which is what I'm thinking to myself uh, just about this upcoming awesome weekend. But Kyle, there's a shit ton of awesome films coming out. Uh, I can't wait for for all three. Um, but but especially. Uh, this upcoming one, it looks like a John Wick spinoff, if you will. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, re- I, I hope I never have to check into the Hotel Artemis. Uh, but uh, take a look and, and, and kind of get a little backstory here from the cast and crew on the Hotel Artemis. Oh no, it's the trailer. <laughs> Memberships, and we're off to the races. The Autumn is a secret hospital for criminals. I thought you were done with all this. I got out, but you know how it goes. You're never out. Not up here. I thought this place was a myth. We've been here for 22 years. This hospital was built on two things. Trust. And rules. You see that badge? That means I'm a healthcare professional. You're an arms dealer, right? Don't push my buttons. Don't you do that. I'm a professional, but this woman, she's a business. If you knew what she could do to you with just that cup of coffee. You're lucky this place has rules. The Artemis isn't safe for us, because it is. It's a portable vault. Worth about 18 million. Wolf King's probably going to want those back. Okay, this is a real problem. It's here. Open the gate. That's against the rules. Rules? Without the rule breakers, honey, where would you be? You gotta like the plan. You're my brother. I love you. 3D printing complete. I got the next best thing. I got a gun. I guess my ballroom days are over, baby. Showtime. zone up here. Am I going to make it out of here? We can do it together. This is what I do. Visiting hours are never. Busy night at the Artemis. You know, you might want to buy some scented candles or something, because it smells like somebody died in here. 
They did. That, of course, being Drew Pierce's Hotel Artemis, which is not really a hotel, uh, which I, I, I find kind of funny. Uh, again, very John Wickish, you know, with these trained killers, you know, kind of in one spot. Uh, or I should say John Wick 3, it seems like that's what it's going to be. A uh, little Snowpiercer, uh, Bong Joon-ho's, uh, I would say, masterpiece from from a few years ago. Um this looks fun. I, I, this is a pretty damn good cast. I like how uh, Sterling K. Brown getting a plethora of roles uh, over the last uh, couple of years, uh, but also in the, in the years to come as well, getting casted here and there, left and right. But you have Jodie Foster, who rarely acts anymore, so this obviously must have pulled uh, pulled something. Sophia Butea, who's been uh, wonderful uh, in Atomic Blonde, uh, Star Trek Beyond, uh, and of course the uh, first Kingsman. Unfortunately, we won't count the last year's disaster, the Mummy. Uh, but you got Atlanta's Brian Tyree Henry. You got Spock's uh, Zachary Kinto, Charlie Day, as you heard uh, Jenny Slate, and of course Dave Batista, aka uh, Kyle, who does or Kyle's choice of not to play uh, the dude from God of War, and of course Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> wonderful as always. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on this? This seems like a pretty intriguing uh, plot, you know, a, a hospital for for the uh, the crime underworld. Um, does this kind of pique your, your interest, kind of like a, uh, uh, you know, kind of bullet movie, you know, p- people who will get murked for sure. Uh, kind mm-hmm. of interest on a weekend level, or is this more like a Tuesday kind of chill film for you? Um... We're just going to say if I had the money in my wallet, I'd probably go see it on the weekend. Um, I'm always a big fan of those type of films like um, Lucky Aces or mm-hmm. like um, um, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels almost. like yeah. It seems like everybody has their own like type of story, but they're all intertwined somehow, some way. Um, and I, I like those type of movies. Like, um, and so for some reason, this, this really intrigues me. Um, for some reason, uh, I'm really ex- interested to see Charlie Day. Because <laughs> um, uh, I, I just got done watching Fist Fight. So, like, that's still in my mind Watch fresh. that again? Yeah, I don't mind it. Like, you say Man, it's like... You love but I couldn't really turn, I, I had to turn it off. And like you said, I turned it off at the wrong part, like right before it got good. Before the titular. Yeah. Like, did you see up to the point where Ice Cube snapped, or did you just see, like, Jillian Hall talking crazy? I saw that part. I think I saw that part. Okay. God, I love Jillian Hall. (laughs) She's funny. She's so funny. She's so funny. Yeah, the jokes are kind of, like, kiddish. Like, there's a spot where two kids are mowing the lawn, but they're mowing a big dick. And Tracy Morgan's, like, totally oblivious <laughs> to it. You know, like, like, oh, good for you guys mowing the lawn. I'm glad Principal's teaching y'all something, you know. But he he has no idea what's going on. But, like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, the jokes between, like, Ice Cube and Charlie Day, the interaction on that's really good to me. And uh, Jillian Hall and, and Charlie Day is good to me. And um, even Tracy Morgan. Like, all, like, all of it's funny. And mm-hmm. I just... I feel like maybe if you I get past it like and it. watch other stuff, guess. Yeah, because like there's parts where I'm just like, this is stupid. But I think like, I think once you watch everything for what it is, like all in all, like then you're just kind of like, okay, this is funny because like the, I think it's uh-huh. yeah. 
that's how I feel. I feel like overall the movie's funny, but if you like watch it for the moment, I think you're not gonna mm-hmm. you're not gonna enjoy it as much because the jokes may not get to you, like or like they'll say something and then like the punchline will be later on in the film and you're like oh, like now it's funny, but I just that's what I feel like. I feel like if you watch it for its entire worth, like it turns out to be a good yeah. film. Yeah. No, I, I agree, and and like I said, that cast. I mean, that you mentioned, it's it's some comedy heavyweights, but I I don't know, I don't know, I I don't know what what it kind of was, but it was the high. I, I think I know I could pinpoint to it the high school in the John Lovitz classic High School High was more believable than the school in Fist Fight. I agree. And, um, like, it was just like, okay, really? Like, there, there's there got to be some order. Yes, I know some schools are bad and this and that, but it's like, come on. Like, shit would not go entirely that way. Yeah. And, I, yeah, like, they, with the, with the porn in the, uh, in the, uh, glass <laughs> yeah. window, like, I was like, that's, that's really goofy. Like, why the hell would that happen? But then, like, when, <laughs> When Ice Cube called him Rush Hour, I thought that was pretty damn funny because it was <laughs> it was oh, a black dude and Asian dude, and I was like, "Oh, that's <laughs> get your Rush Hour asses on the class," and I'm like, "Oh, that's funny." That made me laugh, but like, <laughs> like all in all, man, I, I'm telling you, like maybe maybe you maybe the fight you may laugh at the fight, and then you're like, "Well, the fight was really funny." Like, okay. Mm-hmm. End up being an okay film, but then like maybe I'll watch that. You, maybe I'll watch. You that didn't see the part, part where they went to jail? Did you like or anything? I might have seen that. It's all a blur. It just it, it seemed like <laughs> it needed a laugh track in order to enhance kind of the the, the spot there. Um, speaking of Cube for a second, I mean, recently uh, earlier this week, he pretty much said uh, he thinks Drake's done. Pusha T, you know, decimated him. He thinks, you know, he hit the peak. He hit the ceiling. You know, even with the, the awesome video uh, that, that he puts, um, Nice for What, uh, and that song kind of everywhere. Uh, do you think he has, uh, do you think he's kind of on the right track that, that Drizzy could be over? No. I don't think Drake is done because he's a hit maker. Um, I just think that somebody finally knocked the, because, uh, I mean, he bullied Meek. You know, and then Drake was kind of yeah, like, but Meek's trash." Come yeah, on. Of course, he's trash, but he bullied him. Like, let's like let's let's be fair about that. Like, Drake killed the he career. He took his girl. Like, he killed the career. <laughs> like Meek Mill hasn't done anything since he came back, but just sit in the corner. Like, honest. <laughs> and and um, he'll be an activist. He got that yeah. going for him. Yeah, he'll sign with Rick I mean, Ross. Oh, isn't he already with Rick Ross? Was that his he is gimmick? with Rick Ross. That's right. Huh? Remember that <laughs> guy? He's still alive, right? <laughs> yeah, he's still surviving Throw hard attacks and all. Out of his contract. Yep, settlement. He Are got you a saying he's got something with Sean? He's with uh, Jay-Z, kind of? Yeah. Like a handshake um, agreement? Yeah, like a handshake agreement. I think he's not necessarily with Rockefeller, but I think it's like a, a, a um, distribution deal. With like Rockefeller, because Jay Z does like a lot of management, sports management, and now he's doing like distribution deals to where they're not necessarily selling Rockefeller, but he's getting their name out there for exposure. And you think Solange think, is cool with that? 
Mm. <laughs> uh, as long as they're not in any elevators, I think it's all good. <laughs> wow, imagine the three of them. Solange, Wayne, and Jay-Z in an elevator. Wow. Oh, man, the dialogue. Did they have a kid together, or did the they just almost get married? Um, No, I think they, like, had a kid together. Did they have a kid, too? Okay. I think so. That's what I but, thought. Uh, um, um, Shout out to Laura London. <laughs> yes, which is cool. But I think that... um. <laughs> I think that uh, um, the three of them in like one room talking to each other is like almost as bad as like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Tony Danza, and Sylvester Stallone. (laughs) 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 Like, who would you be able to understand? They definitely need a bouncing head with (laughs) subcaptions. <laughs> Bella Culture is make an animated uh thirty second video of that conversation, please. But both yes. scenarios. That would be amazing. Um <laughs> But Hotel Artemis, I'm I'm all game for this. You know, it's it's you know, gonna be a quick paced movie. There's gonna be crazy uh deaths, but hey, I, that, that's what I'm all in for. Uh and Brian Tyree, uh Henry, you know, I, I can't see anything more. Uh but fantastic things. Uh, we'll get into uh, why he should be celebrating uh, as as well. Um, but uh, I'm excited for that. Also, um, a sequel, uh, Reimagining What I Have You, is also coming out. Ocean's 8. Um, Sandra Bullock, Kate Blanchett, again, a murderer's row of uh, cast. Anna Hathaway, Mindy Kaling, uh, Sarah Paulson, who's just tremendous. Um, <laughs> Helena Bonham Carter, Rihanna. Uh, Aquafina, I don't know what that is, but she's in it. Um, so apparently, the, the Kardashian clans, Zayn Malik, it's going to be a lot of models since obviously it's uh, directed around the, um, the the fashion ball or you know kind of the New York the fashion week, if you will. So it's just about Danny Ocean's sister, played by Sandra Bullock, getting the crew together and trying to take a a, a wonderful necklace being played or being worn by uh, a character by Anna Hathaway there. Is she in on it? Probably, but find out this weekend with Ocean's 8. Of course, Steven Soderbergh, not a part of this film besides, of course, possibly writing. He maybe directed a scene, uh, but I'm sure he is a uh, producer on this. Um, what what are your thoughts on Ocean's 8? Was this needed? Um, does it matter because this cast is just so awesome? Um, did you like Ocean's 11? I don't count 12 and 13 because those are severe pieces of garbage. I would rather watch Fist Fight <laughs> once a month than watch Ocean's 12 or 13. I didn't even see... I saw, like, again, the same thing with... Um, with Divergent. I think I walked <laughs> out of the theater at 13. I said, nope! Al Pacino, this is horrific. I'm just... I'm leaving. I'm not even asking for a refund. Thoughts on, on Ocean 8? Um, I'm kind of interested to see it. I mean, it's the women's revolution. Not the divas revolution. No. And they they are doing the thing. What's this um, oh, I know what you mean. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Over my head. Well <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think that um it's I don't know if it's necessarily like needed. Mm-hmm. I don't think we need it. But I think that'll be something cool to watch. And so um it's definitely appreciated. 
Agreed. I I think you are spot on with that. Um, I'm not the biggest Sandra Bullock fan, but but I like how she carries herself in this. She you know she has that that swagger that when she does bring on screen, you're like okay, I'm I'm all about this uh, this Sandra Bullock here. Um, but what got me was like one of the first promo pictures of the film where they're all just sitting on a subway like in fur coats and a random, you know, couture and fashionable glasses. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be fun. And, you know, that's all we can expect. It's not going to win awards. It's not going to be groundbreaking writing. You're just going to go in there to see how how they heist um, and how the con will go on. Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm stoked for that. I think Ghostbusters stole that, like, huge thunder of it being, like, revolutionary, if that makes sense. Or not revolutionary, yeah. but like, like, um, what's the word I'm trying to say? But like, on the terms of like groundbreaking, like, like something new. So like, that's yeah. why like yeah. I I can't say it's needed because like I feel like the Ghostbusters kind of took that it's needed moment because like I felt mm-hmm. like that was something that like a proved all the doubters wrong and then b like, um gave, I guess, something like Ocean's 8 a window for people to give it a chance to dance. Like, if Ghostbusters failed, I think Ocean 8 may, like, would would just be an automatic, like, write-off. <laughs> I, I, that's, that's a good point. I, I think what would hurt that movie, again, were the, the horrible trolls, because I, I stand by that film. But yeah, I, like you say, it's not, you know, I, I still think it's, I, I don't want to say groundbreaking, like, but but sadly, I think a lot of people are seeing this as that since it's you know kind of that. But book club, that's you know an all female cast, and you know there uh-huh. there are those films. So I mean, um, I think as a caper, it's different. Uh, there would have been a movie that would have been on my list. Uh, well, spoiler alert: Ocean's Eight. As much as you know, I I, I do want to see this film. This isn't on my you know top five must see of the month of June because at Ooh. first it was. And then I saw a trailer uh, for a, uh, a fantastic-looking film. Uh, I will get the uh, get that trailer posted probably uh, later on tonight on the Pop Culturist uh, Facebook page here. But a movie by um, <clears throat> God, uh, Steve McQueen from 12 Years a Slave and uh, Michael Fassbender's Hunger, uh, Widows, with Viola Davis, Michelle Rodriguez, Liam Neeson, this movie looks awesome. This is like the town meets Ocean's Eight, where you know all their husbands, you know, are are you know part of this you know this heist group, and then you know a job goes awry, so now the widows are you know supposed to make up for this lost money. Uh, it looks intense. It looks fun, and it looks like shit's gonna go go down and. Uh, watching this trailer and watching Viola Davis, I was thinking, damn, is it November yet? So when I saw that trailer, it was just like, oh, this is that movie I want to see. <laughs> like, Ocean's 8 is going to be, ah, hi, oh, that was cute. You know, it was good. But, like, this is, like, that raw movie where you're like, shit, this is when it gets serious. So it kind of took the thunder for me with how, you know, possibly superior it could be. But, again, total different tone for sure. Um, also coming out this weekend, the Tony Collette uh, Horror Fest, um, because it's all about genealogy. It's all about what you can gain uh, from your hereditary 
uh, ways, but uh, this just looks like it's all going to be metaphors and imagery um, and, you know, a lot of stuff uh, about families and dysfunctions um, and just kind of how ancestry can play a part many generations down the line um, and, and how that can affect your loved ones, essentially. This has been gotten great word of mouth. Um, since it's premiered, I, I want to say uh, earlier this year, kind of during the, the Sundance stretch there. Um, again, a lot of positive uh, word of mouth. This looks like a great horror film, not your, you know, monsters or your quiet places. Well, I guess it's I would say it's similar to that, but it's it's going to be a slow burn and, and it's going to be uh, a mirage of, of kind of the story it's going to tell. So I would say pay attention to the clues because in that trailer, there are a lot of clues. But uh, uh, find out if this is on a Kyle or mine. Whoa, Kyle, my TV's going ham. Um, which I don't know if that's a good thing. Um, but uh, <laughs> it, looked like a, it looked like a Nintendo game where you're playing it and then it freezes. You're like, what? And it's like flashing like a, a green screen and then like random things. Like when Punch Out would get frozen, you're like, "Whoa, what's happening?" Like yeah, that was my TV just now. Uh, that's, but find uh, out. Yep. That's when you uh, took the cartridge out and blew it. Blew it. Which yep. It made no difference, but it just made me feel tight. Like when you're, you know, playing worked, a fighting though. game or or racing game, and you would lean when you're making a jump with a Mario, or like lean <laughs> when you're kind of playing Mario Kart. When you're turning uh, the corners hard. Oh yeah. But yeah, like honestly, that stuff worked, dude. Like Super Nintendo, you take the cartridge out, you blow on it, put it back in, it came right back on every time. Like it never failed. Sounds like my Friday nights. We'll be back with our June picks in two and two. (laughs) (laughs) Missing out on an awesome Uh show sucks. SeatGeek is an app that lets you track your favorite artists and notifies you when they announce new shows nearby. You can even connect your favorite music services so that you never miss out again. SeatGeek, the smart way to buy tickets. Fan of pro wrestling like we are? We got you covered. From WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact, Lucha Underground, All Japan, and more. We're talking the highs and lows in pro wrestling. Heck, we're even giving you people from the Okadas and Omega. We're even talking the Bone Soldiers and Enzo Amoris. Sorry, Daniel. We'll stick to guys like this. Ryan Cook here, and you can check me out along with my co-host Alex Mello each Monday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Okay, I'm going to get that jersey for Steven. Oh, that Michigan sweatshirt is perfect for Susie. Ryan is going to love this hat. Fanatics.com has great gifts for all the sports fans in your life. Go to Fanatics.com right now and get free shipping and up to 10% cash back on absolutely everything. Every sport, every team. Fanatics.com, where sports fans shop. Calling all fight fans worldwide. My name is Elijah McNeil, 
and I'm one half of the best boxing podcast on the net, the one and only Standing Eight Count Radio. Do you like hard-hitting commentary, analysis, and banter? Tune in on Sundays at 10 p.m. with my co-host, Ryan the Technical Legend Cook, and I break it down. That's Standing Eight Count Radio, 10 p.m. Sundays, Strong Style Media. Alexa, call Ashley. Yeah, it's about time you call that girl. No, no, no. He just talked to that girl two hours ago. You got to let love marinate. Put love in that bag to marinate. Mmm, love going to be in that bag like, mmm, I can't wait to talk to him tomorrow. What? And then after it marinates, no, no. you're going to pull it out. JB, who's Alexa? Say it. Say it, JB. You Alexa. That's right. I'm Alexa. Thanks, guys, but I'll take it from here. Hereditary is about inheriting family trauma. He's going to take care of me when you die. Steve's an ordinary man, husband, father. There is a connection between Peter and his father that isn't there between Peter and his mother. Just say it! Don't you ever raise your voice at me! I am your mother! I thought it was one of the best characters I'd ever seen. A teenager who felt completely three-dimensional. This is a movie about a family. A really dysfunctional family. It's also about relationships and, like, dealing with loss. Your mother? She isn't gone. How you see them at the end after having invested so much will haunt people. This is a movie that sits in your body for the rest of your life. like crying like grief like this shit is gonna go crazy and they played that trailer kyle i don't know if you remember that story a few months back but in australia they uh some theater apparently played it before uh, a screening of peter rabbit which a lot of kids and parents were, were very confused uh That's but welcome true. back to the pop culture that was of course hereditary um Spoiler alert, I'm, like I said, I am stoked uh, for these type of films, but especially anything Studio A24 releases. Uh, Will it be on my list? Find out soon, because uh, Kyle is going to unleash his top five picks for the month of June. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So are we going like five to to first, as we usually do, I guess? Um, Yeah. So number five, I'm actually really interested in this movie, and I have no idea why, but it's Gotti with John Travolta. Um, okay. I'm kind of a fan of gangster flicks, and so I'm kind of hoping that uh, he does Gotti justice because I think he's actually playing as John Gotti. So um, mm-hmm. I think it'll be it'll be kind of dope. Uh, number four is uh, Jurassic World. I am a fan of Jurassic Park itself, uh, the one with Chris Pratt. Um, kind of interesting to see how him and his Raptors kind of uh, get it done. Yeah, there. what him and Blue? Blue's the only one left, right? The other two were one was in the oven and the other got just like eaten, I think, right? Oh. I think so. But then like Blue didn't recognize him at first. 
um, as you saw That's in the true. trailers, I believe. Uh, so it was on TV the other week, and it was on the part where the the uh, Andronimus Rex, whatever the hell it was called, um, like kicked its tail, and like the raptor just gets you know uh, hibachi grilled and just like disintegrates like the end of Avengers Four. Spoiler alert! And you're just like, whoa, that was crazy and sad. <laughs> that is very sad. <laughs> um. Coming at number three, um, for some reason, there's really no too much, like, interest in here. But uh, anything else, I was kind of like, uh, you know. Um, but limited partners, uh, for I believe this is Tiffany Haddish's, like, breakout starring film. Uh, okay. Not as, like, being, like, a co-actor, but I think, like, it's her first film, like, as her taking the lead, which I think is kind of cool. Um, so I'm interested to see what she does in that. Um, number two. Uh, is Superfly, um, just for the simple fact that it's a, I, I may be on that Black Dynamite kick, um, and I kind of hoping that uh, uh, Superfly does, you know, justice, I guess. Um, it's I really weird that they're... On my list. It looks interesting. It looks good, actually. It like, does. it doesn't look like it's... Uh, yeah, this looks pretty intense. Because it's nothing like Shaft. Agreed. The remake Agreed. of Shaft was like, what? Um, but black exploitation films I'm a fan of. Um, mm-hmm. Black Dynamite, though they're making fun of it. Like, it's still black culture. Um, yeah. And then uh, Incredibles 2 um, has been like Tight. forever in the day since uh, it's come out. And no, I'm not wanting McQueen on there. Um, I don't care for that. <laughs> <laughs> But Incredible awesome. 2, I am, I've been waiting to see what little Jack-Jack can do. And so far, like, his uh, his, his uh, powers have been, like, off the charts. Like, he's, like, OP as shit. And it's like, we can't have a demon child running around <laughs> <laughs> calling himself a superhero. Because obviously that baby's going to be a villain. Oh, I like that. Okay. I, that, that'll be an interesting take. Um Gotti, I, I I'm a Travolta fan, um, regardless of the last decade of his career. Uh yeah. nothing can, can beat uh look who's talking. No, um but nothing can Be beat, cool. you know, Saturday Night Fever, you know, Grease, even though I have problems with that film. Um but you know, of course Pulp Fiction uh phenomenon I'm oddly a fan of. Uh but yeah, I, that that movie I'm intrigued by for a lot of reasons, a lot of trouble, um, you know, kind of on the set and kind of the release of this film. And Kevin Conley directed it, uh, Eric from uh, from Entourage. So intrigued by that. Superfly, though, that I, I would I would check out for sure. It, it looks like a modern day Scarface, yeah, more so than, than Superfly. So hopefully, uh, the modern day Scarface by Antoine Fuqua um, will be pretty good. But uh, I, I hope it's good. I really hope there's a good. there's a movie I wanted to add on here, but I didn't want to like catch no grief for it. What's that, Uncle Drew? I I kind of no, wanted to like I, put please, that on there. I am on the Uncle Drew. Uh, I'm on the bus. I'm ready to to get on the bus as Spike Lee once once pointed out there. Uh, I'm one step on, man. Uh, what, defend Uncle Drew for the people that might scoff at it. I'm not one of them. At first, I thought I was, and I saw their brilliant trailer. Um, 
I I defend it because honest to God, like I think Kyrie Irving is not a bad actor. I've seen his Uncle Drew stuff. Um, oh, so this is a like a gimmick of his. Yeah, he actually has like a street ball, like like actually it's a whole thing with uh, Pepsi, um, Pepsi really? Max. <laughs> yeah, and um, he had uh, he had Kevin Love on there. He had um, a couple of other um, people. Like what Shaquille O'Neal and Reggie Miller is, but it was like Kevin Love and like a few other people who I can't remember at the current time for some odd reason. But Chris Webber like, is going to be in this. Awesome. Yeah, Chris Webber is going to be in it. Reggie Miller, Shaquille O'Neal, uh, Tiffany Haddish, um, Top yep. Flight Security, and Get Out. I can't remember his name right now, but oh, uh, Mike Epps. No, no, the uh, security guard and Get Out. Um, oh, Lil Rel. TSA. Yeah, TSA. My bad. Not security guard. Um. But yeah, he's whoops, he's in the movie, and uh, as much as I hate to say it, Chris Kroll or Nick Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll. Yep, yep. Yeah, I mm, I don't know. The villain. Yeah, he does play the villain, and it's like I don't know. Maybe he'll make me laugh. Uh, like I, I'm not bus, a fan of this uh, intro. Do you think they rekindle their friendship at the end of the film and team up and save Rucker Park? <laughs> yes For the greater good Uncle Drew And also my show out there On Netflix Wink We must save Rucker Park Whoa What's Rucker Park that? would never like Actually go down um, No 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 um, That's an institution Especially in New York But like People, when you say Rucker Park, people know Rucker Park. If you don't, yeah, of get the hell out. <laughs> I would hope. No, I'm, Park I'm was... all about Uncle Drew. I, I I think that that could be sadly not sadly. I shouldn't say that. I think that could be fun. I, I I'm intrigued to see more of this character. I'll, I'll have to go online. But Shaq uh, with that makeup, I am uh, hashtag all in. Uh, give a little. Uh, <laughs> little top five uh, here in a second, but a few I wanted to add to the list. Unfortunately, they did not make it on, uh, but tag um, a, another R-rated grown-up comedy uh, based off the true story about five friends that, that are pretty much in the best uh, competitive uh, tag game ever um, since uh, basically throughout the year, they will play a game of tag, even though they are adults, but they've been doing it all their lives, and uh, you get Ed Helms, you get uh, John Hamm, Jeremy Renner, who broke both of his arms uh, filming this movie, Kyle, which is why he was not in Avengers. Uh, fun fact there, Hannibal Burris, the always wonderful Hannibal Burris, uh, Leslie Bibb, Isla Fisher, Rashida Jones, uh, a, a murderer's row of talent just in that sentence there. Uh, but this looks like it can be fun. Uh, I will be there opening weekend, uh, but of course my number one film uh, will will take precedent opening weekend for both of those films. And won't you be my neighbor? The uh, uh, Mr. Rogers documentary, um, where it just pretty much uh, gives his fans, you know, kind of another peek into the wonderful Fred Rogers life there, um, kind of on and off the television screen. Will we get the picture of him being the, uh, I believe, a Marine with the uh, with the tattoo and the gun? That, uh, that old uh, rumor, wives' tale, if you will, um, kind of uh, back in the day that Fred Rogers was a sniper before he asked, um, 
hey, won't you be my neighbor? At least you'll be safe if you're on his good side. But number five, again, uh, Hotel Artemis. This this movie just screams like it could be fun. Um, hopefully a little bit better than uh, Ben Wheatley's, uh, uh, God, what was that? Free Fire last year with Brie Larson, Army Hammer, um, and a, uh, a host full of others. Uh, but this uh, this looks, again, like a, a fun film. But you could get Jodie Foster out of, you know, quote-unquote retirement. You know it's uh, it's got to be uh, something good, something fun at least. Uh, number four, Hotel, uh, not Hotel Artemis, Hereditary. Uh, again, this is the movie that, that wets my whistle, you know, these type of films. You know, the little clues that you have to kind of peek, uh, seek out throughout the film. Um, this just looks like a terrifying good time. And something I'll probably talk to my mom right after and say, so let's go down this family tree one more time. Uh, my number three, Jurassic Kingdom. I'm still a little peeved at the trailer because I'm thinking, why are you showing all of this? Um, if you haven't seen the trailer, please don't. Uh, I will refrain from saying anything. But apparently the directors say, hey, that's just all in the first hour. So, hey, maybe we'll get a Lost World revamp and see the dinosaurs attack the mainland. Um, but who knows? But uh, I'm all about Chris Pratt um, and and um, and kind of the, the cast full of others uh, from Jurassic World from 2014 there. So uh, this, this could be fun. Apparently the early reviews have been very split down the middle. It's apparently you, you either like it or you will leave extremely disappointed. Uh, coming in at number two, a sequel I didn't know I wanted until I saw the original um, Sicario 2 uh, with Benicio Del Toro and, and Josh Brolin Thanos himself. Uh, basically, you know, it's, it's uh, going to be the story uh, of Benicio Del Toro's character um, as the, the wonderful hitman out there. Um, and basically, it's, it's against the cartel. They are going to any depths to stop all the cartels down uh, south of the border. Um, but, uh, you know, it's the one on drugs. It's it, it's going to be, if it's anything like the original, Kyle, it'll be brutal, it'll be honest, and uh, a lot of corruption and a lot of uh, bullets to the head there. But, of course, just like Kyle, uh, I saw this movie opening weekend just kind of going in thinking, hey, I really like Toy Story. Um, let's check out The Incredibles, and it was the best superhero movie on my list oh, for the longest time. Still definitely uh, in my top five here, but Brad Bird once again returns. Happily, this was a movie that wasn't pushed right away just for money. They wanted to get a right story the, you know, for this for this beloved film and these the beloved Parr family here. And, and what a timely thing to do or a timely story that they have where um, where Mrs. Incredible, you know, essentially becomes the focal point here, uh, something that is definitely uh, needed kind of in the spot. And Mr. Incredible being the Mr. Mom of the scenario. And again, you know, it's, it's old hat, you know, to kind of say, oh, man, taking care of children, you know, and whatnot. But I think they're going to kind of dive into that issue a little bit more. And um, I think that's a good thing, you know, for, for kids to kind of learn like, hey, uh, gender roles can be whatever they want it to be. As long as you're happy, not hurting anyone. And yes, women are strong and powerful. Get with it. People who don't realize that yet. But Incredibles 2, you get more Frozone. 
I'm happy. I, uh, I, I told someone, I was like, this is all I want for my birthday, a Frozone action figure. It's the only thing I've ever wanted since the original Incredibles. And uh, I, I can't foresee this movie disappointing. Um, so there you have it. Incredibles 2 uh, will hopefully break a shit ton of box office records. Um, speaking of that, Kyle, do you think Incredibles 2 will be the highest grossing movie to come out of the month of June? Um. Yep. Yeah, there's a if, uh, about that. <laughs> yeah, if, if uh, Solo had his best run um, last, like, well, two weekends ago, I guess, and all the other movies here on this top five seemed like that was the best that they had, um, looking at this list, I mean, we already went over what comes up next uh, for this weekend, and all the other movies besides Incredibles two like comes out later on in the month, especially my top five. So um Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. Next week, Incredibles two. I I got my tickets. I, I cannot wait. Um out of this upcoming releases, Kyle, out of the three hereditary, um as well as Oceans Eight and uh <laughs> Hotel Artemis, what do you think will uh jump on top? Do you think any of them will uh, be able to beat Solo, and if so, which one? Um, <laughs> um, I think Jurassic uh, World will beat Solo. Um, oh, gotcha. Incredibles 2 no, will beat Solo. Do you think this weekend, like Ocean's Aid, do you think that that will oh. probably overtake the $29 million, nah. uh weekend? Nah, I say it knocks out three and down. Okay, I think I I think Ocean's Eight that that's gonna be a uh, you know I, I hope so an event film you know a lot of friends a lot of groups kind of going out for that one but uh, um, it'll be interesting it'll like be interesting what the Rotten Tomato score will will kind of affect it like you said it could have that Ghostbuster um, Ghostbusters effect there but uh, I don't know I foresee that kind of being or predicting that being probably the top movie uh, next week. When we when we discuss what gets beat down, which unfortunately I think Solo will continue to take the plunge. You know what else is going to take the plunge? Well, this makes no sense with the transition. Apparently, I do good ones, Kyle, and I do <laughs> shitty ones. But let's get into the manic movie minutes. Ooh, that's fun. Just another manic minute with Alex. What if LeBron, like, pulled a swerve and went to, like, Toronto? Oh, Toronto over Philly? Yep. Man, uh, they would have to throw, uh, maybe he would have to move into Drake's house. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm watching this video, and they, (laughs) it's so stupid. It's uh, it's Kevin Durant. And he's like giving a post game conference, like a post game interview, and <laughs> some guy fired up his Clippers, and now he's like going over Kevin Durant's head and beard. <laughs> <laughs> it's so oh, stupid. Oh wow! 
I'm gonna share it on uh on our page just cause. Yeah. Wow, that <laughs> that's crazy. Um, almost as crazy uh, a story that Kyle um uh, was uh was I would say pretty excited about. We're gonna get a mm. stake here in a second, but Jared Leto um. Apparently, people wanted it. I, I don't know anyone that, that did, but uh, is going to get a standalone Joker movie in early development. Of course, uh, people were, were a little uh, kind of questioning that since, of course, Todd Phillips of the Hangover uh, franchise there uh, is kind of doing his own Joker origin movie with Martin Scorsese uh, producing that there. Um, but apparently, that one is still kind of uh, in the ropes there. Um, what, what kind of, what's your whistle? I don't know why I'm saying that twice tonight. Um, but, but what movie kind of tickles your fancy? We'll go that way, especially with the Joker being in play, Kyle, a movie, you know, with this Jared Leto character, which if I remember correctly, we both weren't, you know, too over the moon for, or a movie with Zod Phillips writing and directing with Martin Scorsese producing for your Joker. Ah. Um, I honestly couldn't tell you if it does anything for me. Um, granted, he wasn't in Suicide Squad as much, and people were really pissed because like he was the main person in like the trailers, the posters, the Happy Meal toys, and um, it just uh, uh, people were confused as to like why he's getting all this promotion. He was barely in the film, so. Maybe this is their way of saying sorry, but not sorry. <laughs> I like that answer. Um, <laughs> sorry, not sorry, says Eddie Murphy. Uh, he's going to play Rudy Ray Moore um, on the biopic of the Dolomite star. Uh, thoughts on that, good sir? Cool. I'm glad to see Eddie Murphy back on the big screen. And um, uh, hopefully he does something with it. Um, apparently, of course, the uh, another Shrek film uh, will be in the pipeline. Uh, apparently, he's also been teasing another Axel Foley run with Beverly Hills Cop 4. Uh, but pre-production, Kyle. Pre-production that's, on Triple. That's, that's like your Bill and Ted. Like, I don't think there's ever going to be another Beverly Hills. But I don't think there needs to be because that third one was garbage. Oh, and on top of that, like we're still waiting on his Saturday Night Live return. <laughs> if he doesn't appear on screen, was he at that 40th anniversary? Whoa! Oh, he was, was on he? screen for like a second. Yeah, he was That's on screen right. for like yeah, 3.5 seconds. But like, and he still, like talking not... shit. He was like, man, white <laughs> people. No, I'm kidding. No, but That'd he was tight. talking shit. Um, but yeah, triplets apparently is still a thing with uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> Danny DeVito. That movie's been in, in development in hell for at least twenty five years, I would say. Um, but I mean, Rudy Ray Moore. I mean, Dolomite. I, as you, you know, people might chuckle, but I enjoyed me some black exploitation films. Channel sixty six WGBO playing them on the Friday and Saturday nights, sometimes Sundays after Kung Fu. Uh, afternoon uh, that they would do there, but uh, Rudy Ray Moore. I mean, do you think the it's kind of deservant of a um, of a biopic? Of course, Craig Brewer from Hustle and Flow will be directing uh, the film here. But um, thoughts on this? Is it something that that's needed, or I mean, obviously with the uh, 
you know, with with its fans there, I mean, do you think this will be appreciative? I guess is where I'm going with that. Um, I don't know to be honest with you. I'm just like, yeah, no idea. Or would you rather see Eddie Murphy play Dolomite? Would you rather see that? I think, I think, I'm excited to see Eddie Murphy play Dolomite, in hopes maybe to recapture the. even though they're like the outfit and all that's gonna be way different, but like in hopes to like recapture like Harlem Nights type thing. Okay. Um, that's a that's a rewatch. I got I haven't seen that in probably over a decade. Oh. I watch that again. Man, I watched that not too long ago, and it's still like up there in my Red in my Fox, top man. movies. Yeah, Red, Red Fox, uh, Arnold or Arsenio Hall, Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor. Um, I can't remember Sugarfoot, but I can't remember her like her real name, but uh, so many. Robin Givens. No, <laughs> but she played like the um, the um, the one that Eddie Murphy whooped up on in the back alley, and then well, then she ended up whooping him, and he sh- uh, he shot her in the big toe. Um, God, who was that? The chick from the lady, I shouldn't say chick. The the lady from Touched by an Angel, right? Yeah. Was it uh, Della Reese? That sounds about right. Um, Della Reese. And she. Man, she yeah, was angry that, later in life. That whole scene was hilarious. By the way, I I laughed. Why do? <laughs> uh, man, like. He hit her in the head with a trash can, all types of stuff. That movie was great. <laughs> yeah, Della Reese, man, she could she could take a punch. Uh, yeah. Two Amazon Studio stories. Uh, Jordan Peele getting a first look deal with Amazon Studios for his projects, kind of going forward. Um, and Peter Jackson uh, saying he's not involved in the Lord of, of the Rings adaptation that Amazon will be doing. That is going to cost way more per episode than Game of Thrones, which that was already exceeding tens of millions of dollars an episode. Um, Good thing for Amazon pulling in Jordan Peele and saying, hey, we saw The Hobbit, Peter Jackson. You you can go away now. I'm the shy. (laughs) What happened to that? Because that was like an eight-part film. (laughs) It it was. It definitely was. Peter Jackson, as much as he extended those films didn't really even go too much into the lore or the actual story of Tolkien wanted. It was just like, look at this cool set piece. Look at that. More walking. Um, <laughs> even though I, I, for some reason, that first Hobbit, when they're washing those dishes, singing and drinking or whatever, that's when it hooks me. I'm like, oh, this shit just got real. And that's a slow-ass film. But for some reason, I can go back to that and after three and a half hours be like, yeah, that was good. It's really weird to me. I don't know why. At first, it's always like a chore. Like, I feel it's a chore to watch that movie and then after three and a half hours, I'm like, oh, okay. That was good. Enjoyable. It's hard mm-hmm. to show a seven-year-old that shit, though. That's for sure. Um, Helena, uh, as we talked, uh, Helena Bonham Carter, who's been a staple in uh, badass actresses uh, since the 90s there. She could do Shakespearean, British drama, hell, a fight club. Uh, she's going to be in Ocean's 8, but apparently, uh, and of course, Harry Potter uh, and, and uh, Sweeney Todd. 
But, of course, I think this is going to be a fantastic role for her. She's rumored to possibly be the next Bond villain, which, of course, we announced last week. We'll start uh, production later on uh, towards the end of the year, actually. Uh, I'm a fan of hers. I don't know if you're too familiar with uh, Helena Bonham Carter. I think they divorced now, but she used to be uh, with Tim. Um, why can't I think of his name? The director of, like, every movie. Uh, Tim Burton. <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean, I, I think this is great. She could chew the scenery almost as, as better than others. Um, but uh, I'm all on board for that. What do you? What, what's your say on that casting call? I think it's cool. Um, I, yeah, I, I yeah, I, I like the casting. <laughs> I always nice, try nice. to like overanalyze things and like think of like <laughs> a lot of like stuff to say. But yeah, just thumbs up. She's just diabolical <laughs> on 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 the the best level. Legally Blonde three is apparently coming out. Yeah, you gonna go check that out? No. Top Gun 2 is coming. Uh, Val Kilmer, a.k.a. Iceman, will be chomping his way at Tom Cruise. Um, apparently, uh, he's taking the highway to the danger zone. Uh, but, hey, it's my way to the danger zone. <laughs> Are you excited? <laughs> I, I I could care less. I have yet to see the first one, which Damn. all my friends are like, sacrilege. And I'm like, it's dudes playing volleyball. I've never I do, seen it either. I do love take my breath away. It's still one of the best songs ever. Uh, Mike Tyson and Steven Seagal are in a movie called China Salesman. What in that sentence makes sense? What? Nothing. There's a clip which I'll post on the Facebook page probably tomorrow. Uh, I saw it's Mike Tyson and Steven Seagal uh, battling, battling each other in a movie entitled China Salesman. <laughs> what the shit is going on? But I'm intrigued. Um... I probably will watch that. Okay. Then, um... <laughs> <laughs> I... I don't know. I, I've always been afraid to, like... I don't know either. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> this has been a bizarre manic movie minute today. Like, it, it really is, and it's... it's but But the next couple of pieces... Uh, will will make your heart smile. At least it did mine. Uh, Homeland's uh, own Damian Lewis, or Billions. I tried watching that show. Apparently, it's on its third season uh, with Paul Giamatti, and apparently, it's really good. But I, I kind of tapped out after a few episodes. But uh, wonderful on that first season of Homeland, uh, and Al Pacino oh. joining a shit ton of fantastic actors, uh, Leo DiCaprio and, like I know him, Leonardo DiCaprio, and of uh, of course uh, I, Tanya's own like, I'm, I'm like you, Kyle, Margot Robbie, I can't think of names tonight, Margot Robbie uh, will be joined with with Al Pacino, you know, of course this is all during the uh, the Sharon Tate murders, you know, kind of during that era, you know, the, the aftermath and such from the, the Manson family, um, horrific ordeals into that. Uh, it, I, I'm intrigued to see who Al Pacino will play um, or oh. what he's going to do. But fuck, Al Pacino in a Quentin Tarantino movie—that's that's heaven. That's a gift. That do sound yeah. heaven. However, uh, he's been he's been really spotty. Like ever since showed up in that damn Adam Sandler movie. I'm just like for True. real. True. But Jack and Jill, was it? With that right, oh, God, yeah. Oh, 
Have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. Oh, man, I, I could not. Uh, but this next movie, I, I guess I would see. I, I do like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I love the book. Gene Wilder is crazy as hell, R.I.P. I despise the Johnny Depp version by 129 kajillion percent. Horrible film, except that whole Land of Flags room, which I still think is a hilarious bit. But besides that, horrible. Sorry, Tim Burton, horrible. Uh, but rumors are they're looking to, uh, Warner Brothers is looking to revitalize this franchise, uh, hopefully to do away with that, that god-awful Johnny Depp version. But they have kind of a short list of who they want to play as Willy Wonka. We'll end on two positive notes here because they involve the same person. Uh, uh, what? Ryan, we'll, we'll, hold on, we'll, we'll get here in a second. Sorry, I was trying to think of his name. Um, why can't I think of his name? God, Kyle, you jinxed me. Sorry, with, I uh, forgetting. <laughs> no, the, uh, Ezra the Miller. Uh, the Flash, um, of course, in Justice League, I would say one of, if not the only highlight in that film. And a wonderful uh, thriller we need to talk about, Kevin. That is a must-watch, I would say, if you like uh, fucking, I'm sorry, crazy-ass films. Uh, plus, John C. Uh, Rally's in it. And Ryan Gosling are on the uh, the short list. But crazy enough that I think it'll work, and I think this would make the most perfect sense for casting... Um, a childish Gambino himself, Donald Glover, is apparently the front runner out of over Brian Gosling and Ezra Miller. Um, do you think this is a probably one of the best casting choices in a, in a while? And C, um, how great would it be to see Donald Glover just go ham on those kids at the chocolate factory? <laughs> I laughed at that. Like when I heard that he was going to be in that film, I'm like. For what? Like, I think he'll knock that out of the park. You know what else? Like, who I think is a better, better spawn than Jamie Foxx, and I just thought of this today while watching like fucking Thor Ragnarok. Uh, um, Idris Idris Alba is that his name? Yeah. Sorry, forgive yeah. me if I butchered that. But I think he'll be a way better spawn than even with his accent, his British accent. Like, he'll be a way better spawn than Jamie Foxx. I I'm I'm envisioning him getting angry and height, and damn Kyle revelations by Kyle Adams tonight. I ding 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 man that that would be fantastic. Sign it mm. up, Idris Elba Bloomhouse uh, Productions. Uh, let's get Idris Elba. I think the the gentleman who played Mbaku would be kind of tight from uh, from Wakanda Forever, the Black Panther. Um, and who's also going to be in the next Jordan Peele movie, Winston Duke. I think that would be a pretty interesting choice um, as Spawn. What do you think about that one? I thought that'd be cool. Um, yeah, that act should be good. And I still think uh, Fluffy should be the clown if they're going to keep it with that type of... <laughs> like. I'm not a, a fan of, of, of him, but I think that would be an inspired casting choice that that could work. I think kind of hitting the right notes. I, I think that could be a game changer for him. Um, yeah. Last but not least, hey, trolls online, stop being dicks. Uh, the Last Jedi's <laughs> Kelly Marie Tran uh, deletes her social media 
after being harassed by assholes because of her gender and her race and her leading a movie or being a, you know, part of a great ensemble in the last shot, which I thought her character uh, was, was serviceable. I thought it was a, a nice added bonus um, you know, the, the Rose character in the last Jedi. So shame on you jerks on the internet, but, uh, we'll end this segment here with the best news ever earlier tonight, Atlanta getting renewed for season three. God bless FX. Um, Kyle, we're going to come back. We're going to get into the musical mantra. We're going to talk a little yay. We'll talk some other new releases. We'll talk about the Soda Sound Radio Rap Bracket Challenge or, or Summer Jam. Rap Bracket. No, but I wish they did. God, so much beef started on that stage. Yeah, but they, we'll haven't, they haven't done it since like two years now. Really? I want to say. Yeah. Oh, man. Also, I got another gimmick for you. I don't know if you heard it. But we'll see. Maybe Kyle can take a listen to that Enzo Mori rap. And uh, we'll be back in uh, more than two and two. Looking to get a head start on deer hunting season? Let FML Solutions point you in the right direction. Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here, letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassembles with no tools required. The best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made-in-the-USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit FMLSolutionsInc.com to learn more about this innovative deer stand. Your late night hip hop and R&B podcast, Soda Sound Radio, hosted by Kyle Halfpint Adams, every Thursday night right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Catch up on your latest on hip hop and R&B, and hear Minnesota talent at 10 p.m. Central. But if you trust the way I feel, I won't fold from the cards that you deal. Let's journey life together and make it worthwhile. Can't take it back like time. See, my life is like a movie, no rewinding. Killing mics like I got a license. Victim, I believe don't have religion. Just a higher power. Who power? I'm not so happy with it. But I take a breath. Regain my pet. Check my feet when I'm walking. See if it ain't. I seen it all more than I care to reveal. I'm always sure to clear the air for the real. That's why I'm aiming at the grill, man. Cause it's how I feel. Nobody being sincere. We need some changes for real. Again, that's Thursdays right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Thursdays at 10 p.m. Central. And if you're a musician, you want to get your music heard on the show, send the MP3 over to Soda Sound at strongstylemedia.com. Enut. Enut. This right here is Alpha Brain. I just drank some of this in a shake. I got to tell you right now, I couldn't be more clear. You're Clarity. 50, so I use it. I don't do anything without it. I'm addicted to I, it. I know, but I'm 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 48, but I feel like I'm 26. I have a boner right now. But I have so much energy. Like I actually, I, I'm I'm. And I took an Alpha Brain. And I never do. I I want to fight you. I want to fight you. I want to go, chin down, and I want to bang, bang. Oh. Hey, I'm Dr. Asking. 
What's up? He's been distraught ever since his friend smoked him last week in fantasy football. Now he's grabbed this post and he won't respond. He's got Luzonic plays. What is He's a loser. He's not a loser. Okay, he's a loser. What can he do? With DraftKings, he could have easily challenged his friend to a rematch. Yeah, I can't. What are you doing? I can't see that. You need glasses. I'm also an optometrist. At DraftKings, you can play free private contests whenever you want. Strong Style Media presents Sportscast Radio, the one that started it all. With your host, Ryan Cook, and me, Jordan Jiskra. We're going to be giving you everything, and I mean everything from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, bobsleigh, boxing, pokes, pokes, basketball, the chef, survivor, and even that weird sport where they do the hurdles and jump puddles in track and field. All right, maybe not that one. But from the college to the pros and from the rings to the rink, we've got you covered. Sportscast Radio. This is called being high as shit. For hours. That's the name of this song, nigga. High as shit for hours. American hypocrisy, oh let me count the ways They came here seeking freedom, then they end up owning slaves Justify the use of Christianity with saves Religion don't mean shit, there's too much ego in the way That's why ISIS is the crisis But in reality, this country do the same shit Take a life and call it righteous Remember when Bin Laden got killed, supposedly In the hotel lobby after a show Was noticing these white ladies watching CNN Covering the action They read the headline and then they all started clapping As if LeBron had just scored a basket at the buzzer I stood there for a second, watched them high-five each other for real? I thought this was thou shalt not kill But police still letting off on niggas in the field Claiming that he reached for a gun They really think we dumb and got a death wish Now somebody's son is laying breathless When I was a little boy, my father lived in Texas Pulled up in Toyota, drove that bitch like it was Lexus Put my bag in his trunk and headed off for Dallas Out there for the summer, feeling just like I was Alice Lost in the wonderland when niggas still suffering Just like they was back home, and that's wrong So now I fuck the government, they see my niggas struggling And they don't give a fuck at all, and that's wrong Oh, there it goes. Ah. Right when I say something, then all of a sudden it wants to. Yeah, when you say something, it turns down. I'm all like in my ears in the beginning. I'm like, whoa, I can't hear. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's uh, J. Cole before uh, KOD came out, but still one of my dope tracks. Um. I gotta, I gotta ask you something off air, man, because this, <laughs> we've been, like, you and I have been talking about the same chick, like, for a while now, and, oh, it's just throwing me off, all off, I don't know how to explain Whoa, it. Oh, man, I can't wait. Real talk <laughs> with the pop culturist after hours. Coming soon, huh? Strong Style Media. Extra content. Yes. But for today's mantra... It's been a little, like a little bit of craziness, but however, um, if you guys listened earlier, we did Soda Sound Radio, and Will and I talked a little bit about Jay Prince, where he was the one that pretty, pretty much was like, all right, enough's enough, and the uh, Push T and Drake beef is over, it is over, Push T is declared the winner, and 
because it's pretty much the last one to get the last punch. And obviously, you yeah. know, hood rules applies. One to get the last lick wins. Um, <laughs> that's, you got body punch after body punch to kidney shot to uh, two punches to Dude, the dome. He, he, like, gave, like, Drake the tree of woe and then, like, was giving him <laughs> rabbit punches to the dick. Like, basically, man, like, he he called out his mom and dad by first name and mentioned yep. that, you know, had to miss the, the, the child and all of this, like, as Will mentioned also on the show, like, Push T had, like, said it was a long time coming, like, based on interviews and stuff. But, but it was just, started this, that this track was disrespectful. Like, uh, apparently Lil Wayne was coming at, at Pusha T and, um, and, um, <laughs> uh, shout out to Jonathan, by the way, for uh, who's listening to the show, but, but apparently, um, um, Lil Wayne, Drake, like all of them have been like saying like little sneak disses towards Pusha T and then like finally like Drake put the straw on the camel's back that broke it and like pretty much name dropped his fiance. So, yeah. Uh, he and that's obviously like old video, old interviews and shit. I mean, mm-hmm. hell, he even brought up those press pics for the uh, photo of the uh, single there. I, it, it, he he killed it. He did what what every battle, you know, is supposed to have. You're supposed to do your research. You're supposed to name drop. But like you said, he just savagely just put everything into the forefront, which you know mm-hmm. it's missing in in rap, hip hop, whatever you want to call it nowadays, mumblecore, mumble rap. Um, but no, I, I thought it was something needed. Uh, I mean, like you said, you don't think it'll affect Drake that much because you know he obviously has a whole different audience than what Pusha T, you know, kind of has, um, you know, on his president of the good music chair. But uh, well, you're right, Pusha T, you know, just came in with the ambush and uh, and took him out for sure. Yeah, yeah. And then um, apparently Drake spent like a hundred k just on his next sneak disc. And he had like ammunition apparently to to do like a double KO. That's what I feel like. Because I feel like Pusha T's this track was a was a knockout. And then like like at this point in time, like they both was like had low energy bars and they threw a high kick at each other and they like knocked each other out. Like apparently that's what Drake's disc would have been. Um but Jay Prince who like is King of the South, like literally not T.I., but literally the King of the South uh, with Rap Log Records, like with Devin the Dude, Scarface, like all of that, like way back when. Um, um, He's he, Rap-A-Lot, like, right? Isn't he like yeah. the president of Rap-A-Lot Records? Yeah. Yeah, yeah president of Rap-A-Lot. Like, Jay Prince, like, runs the South. And so yeah. when he <laughs> he stepped in and was like, nah, Drake, like, like, well, A, you really don't want it with Push. Uh, B, <laughs> no. this, this is really, like, nonsense what you two are doing because it's 2018 like though we all enjoy a good diss track we really do we loved what Pusha T was doing we we're waiting on Drake's response which it won't come out now but um um sometimes man it's just not the right image and I feel like the way Pusha T and Drake was doing like it was great for Daytona but now, like, Daytona came out, it was a 70p track, it's time to not be on that negativity shit no more, because we definitely got a lot going on with the world, 
as far as to be like sneak dissing each other, you know. So, um, yeah, so, but yeah isn't I this think... kind of a shot in the arm though that that hip hop is is kind of needing, even though technically it is going to be one sided, you know, with the what if scenario with what Drake would have responded with. I mean, isn't this something though that that's needed? That's not your your Migos or hell even your Gambitos to an extent, but you know, it's it's not your Takeshi, whatever the hell that dude's name is, or a, a Post Malone. It's just something that that again kind of brings that that classic feel to to hip hop. Um, I think it's I wouldn't say it's a shot in the arm. I just think it's a different approach to it because a lot of people been like falling on their own fucking faces. You know what I mean? Um, okay. Like like I, like you meant you name dropped like all of them that's been falling on their own face. Like Takeshi's out here making music videos with underage women. You know, and really? like, and and <laughs> and like, all these people are falling on their own faces. Uh, Stitches uh, got into it with Game and lost that dramatically. Fell on oh, his own God, face. Yeah. So like, like you get all these artists that are falling on their own face. Um, either your past or fail nowadays to the point where you don't really, <laughs> you honestly don't see two people like, and that's what that's what that's what a battle. <clears throat> not not like. <laughs> Isn't that the Not battle like, we want for hip hop's like the the saving of hip hop? Everyone go against this <laughs> shitty younger generation. Isn't that what we want? Like this is where I was like, yeah, I would like more game music, uh, just so I could hear them yeah. attack that a whole shitty tribe of wannabes. See, oh, I got a and tattoo I, and on my face. Talking Ew. about this now, like, and honestly, I think the main issue with today's hip hop is that everybody is just trying to pass like and not fail. And okay. when it comes to like battle rapping, there's going to be two people jockeying for a position, not jockeying for attention. You know what I mean? Like I'm number 1, Alex, and you're you're my second chair. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you're like, "Nah, dude, like you're my second chair and I'll I'll rap you for it." Like that's what a good battle rap is for. Like instead so it's like the of Wakanda battles when there's a new game, yes, like everyone yes. has an option to challenge. That's exactly what it is, and that's that's a good that's a good analogy. That's exactly what it is, and I think there's I not enough that of that. Every everything I bring up is Black Panther related. So see, and there's too many people out here trying to be action point, and not enough goddamn Black Panther. <laughs> I think that's what it is Hell with yeah. the state of hip hop, man. <laughs> Oh, I I I concur. That was awesome. <laughs> action point. I love action uh, point. That's why it's the whole whole. No, actually, if you if you read at the bottom, um, actual things to talk about other than action point and more. I love how you your your love for Thor, man. And I'm Dude, happy I, I, I just... convinced you to go see that that night at the theater instead of that Medea movie. I know. One my proudest accomplishments. <laughs> <laughs> Which ended up coming with a damn bonus pack anyway. Like, I think Shree ended up buying like not even uh not even booze Halloween too. Like she ended up buying like another movie, and I was like, you want this shit too? Huh? You can have it. We'll give it to you. <laughs> like, like I feel like that's what it was for Voodoo. Like, yeah, you can have this. We don't, we don't really like it neither. Like, you, you can have ideas. Like, and so like I feel like that's what it is. Um, and so yeah, and I, I, I mean, granted, it's on the Voodoo now. Um, Ragnarok is my jam. 
And I think that was his breakout movie. That's when he got his hair cut. And that's when mm-hmm. he became a comedic genius. Uh, Get Help oh, yeah. is still one of the funniest things today. And I see it in a lot of siblings today. So um, <laughs> would would you ever do Get Help with your, with your sister? Whew. Um... <laughs> I don't know. That's that's tough. Maybe. Yes. That's that was a funny bit. It's like I'm not doing good help, but it's it's clever, but it's really embarrassing. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he just picks up Loki and just throws him into like throws four him. or five people. <laughs> get help him. He needs help. Get help. And he just throws him into the crowd of people. And I'm <laughs> I was like, oh god. <laughs> how many siblings have thought of that? And how many will attempt that now? Again, so. <laughs> oh, Taika. So good, so good. Yes. Yes, but Thor Ragnarok is my jam. Um, I even forgot that he went normal. Hulk did. That he went uh, the banner. Like, I, I thought he just stayed Hulk the whole time for some reason. Oh. I forgot about that whole little shebang right there. But all in all, it's a really good film. Goldblum, like again, that's just a fun movie. Uh, no. Loki, I mean, I just just everybody. The the scene where Loki is Thor, or no, when he's Odin, you know, and they have the the whole theater scene. It's it's just it's. You're right. It's just a, a. I would say one of their better films, and and it's just it sucks that you know, this could be the last time we saw Thor being great. But it opened Chris Hemsworth up. Uh, in so many different comedic avenues now, which I say started with Ghostbusters. But apparently everyone hates that movie. <laughs> the female cast or the... Female cast, sta- yes. Okay. See, you really? I thought people liked that one. Like, it got so much no, praise. God, no. Alex, are you sure? Some the female Ghostbusters got so much jerks. praise. Then you had jerks like, say, oh, women, and it just bombed. It didn't make any money. That's for sure. Wow, I am shocked because I thought people was like, this film is a lot better than what what you think it is. Everybody should go see it. Otherwise, you're stupid. No? Damn. Did we lose Alex? I think we did. I think we lost Alex. Um, I guess continuing on um, as he uh, gets back here on the line, I will go over the uh, summer rap brackets because it's kind of interesting on seeing how this played out. However, like the way it played out, I was really, 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 really like confused. Um, honestly, on how this winner became the winner. Um, wait on Alex to come back here. Um, so last week, we went over 2001's and uh, Jay-Z's Blueprint um, defeated 15 other albums, which is too many to name right now, but uh, Blueprint ended up winning. And so this year, we went over 2002's bracket. Uh, had 16 albums of Tupac's Better Days, uh, Snoop Dogg's Pay the Cost to Be the Boss, Will Wayne's 500 Degrees, Do or Dies, um, oh God, why do I always forget Back to the Game? Aesop Rocks, uh, Daylight, Some Villages, Trin- or uh, yeah, Trinity, uh, Royce the Five Nines, Rock City, Eminem's, um, uh, uh, The Eminem Show, 
Um, actually, I'll just break it down. I don't know why I'm reading them down one by one. So, in, in the first match, um, we, these are already pre-bracketed. So, in the first match, we had Better Days, uh, which is Tupac versus Snoop Dogg's cost to be the boss. Um, Tupac ended up going over that one with Better Days. Um, I think we just felt that that was something like, granted, Pay the Cost to be the Boss was good. One. But yeah, Thug's Mansion and um, uh, a couple of others. For some reason, I'm just drawing a blank right now, but at the time, like, even now, Better Days to me may be a better album. Um, And it sucks. Like, there's two of us, and I'm trying to get more people. Um, So anyone listening to the show, please call in and be a guest, guest panel. Um, three four seven eight five seven ten sixty because me and Will can't keep doing coin flips. <laughs> <laughs> That's all this was throughout this one because I I went with Pac. We both agreed on Pac. Um, we both agreed Will Wayne. Um, Will Wayne's five hundred degrees beat it do or dies back to the game. Um, however, Aesop Rocks Daylight and Slum Village is Trinity. We were kind of at a toss point on this Man. one. How did how could you place those two in this in the first round? That's oh, that must have been heartbreaking. It was a heartbreaker because Trinity was my jam, but Daylight was kind of something I listened to a little bit more. So, um, and he, I think he agreed, um, and so Daylight went over uh, on Trinity. Okay, this one was really fucking tough, but it was Royce the Five Nines Rock City. Versus uh, Eminem's uh, The Eminem Show We have about 90 seconds guys For the live listeners that are listening um, Please give us about like 15 minutes um, And then you guys will be able to listen to the rest of the show Um, So yeah But thank you but for now um, Royce the Five Nines Rock City went over Eminem uh, Over the Eminem Show And that was the top half of the bracket Um, So you got Tupac Lil Wayne Aesop Rock yeah, Ace of Rock and Royce the Five Nine. Um, really, it was really tough with uh, five and six and uh, seven and eight for those two. Um, that was a really tough one. Then uh, after that, we had um, Tech Nine and uh, Tech Nine's Absolute Power and Nelly's Nellyville. Um, we both agreed that Absolute Power was good, but it wasn't our personal breakout album. And so it was a little mm-hmm. bit biased on this one. We went with Nellyville because it had Country Grammar. It had, like... Uh, well, country Grammar was on the first album. That had was Hot it, to it, Her. Yeah, it wasn't... Uh, that wasn't Nellyville? No, no. Uh, country Grammar was the first one because that was the name of the first album. Oh, it was Country Grammar, wasn't it? Damn. Well, we... Uh, Ranked Sorry, apparently I'm way. a resident Nelly historian. I, I'm a Nelly no, fan, so I mean, I'm... That's fine. Because we also, I mean, like, and Will's decision was this, is because Nelly changed the game for Midwest. Like, he brought St. Like, Louis on the map, and he's actually an underrated legend in his eyes. Hey, Murphy um, Lee Ma- was one of the better finds. I still think could have even been a little bit uh, superior than Nelly. I, I'm a huge Murph Lee fan. Yeah, and that's why I think Lloyd Banks is better than 50, in my personal opinion, too. So there's always Agreed. one one gym out the group that's better than the other. But, but I'm also a young Bucks fan, too. <laughs> like, I kind of liked him, preferred him over Lloyd Banks, but I don't know really? if he's a part of that clique anymore. Yeah, I, I like Buck. Yeah, he is. I don't know why. He was that nice Tennessee, like, Southern rap to their, you know, New York, you know, kind of side of it. But I like True. that swag to that. Yeah, Cash Money slipped on that one because 
Um, they could have had something with uh, really? Young Buck. Really, I didn't know yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was uh, he was running with Cash Money Records before he got dropped, and then G Unit picked him up like a couple years later, and the rest was history. I will say though, The Big Bang, a underrated, not Busta's best album, but uh, I would say that's a good seventy five percent listen through. I think that's the it's one I was thinking like of with uh, with Gimme Some Mole and um, Breaking Neck. Where oh, that's the, uh, ELE. That's, that's uh, Extinction Level Events. Thank you. See, and that's the one album. I couldn't think of. I'm like, what the? That what is that album? Yeah. yeah. That's Columbia my House? favorite Busta Rhymes album is ELE. To me, that's a effing five-star album. Columbia it's, House it's, for it's, sure. Ninety-eight, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, ninety-eight. Holy shit! Wow, that's twenty years old already. That is, and I still wow. bump that. Wow. Um. So yeah, Tech Nine or Nelly's Nellyville went over Tech Nine's absolute power. Um, Talib Kweli's quality over Scarface is the fix. Whoa. <laughs> er, that's my brother. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, again, coin flip, because I went with quality, he went with the fix, and uh, I mean, those so two fi- albums definitely either could win that year, I mean, again, your your brackets are awesome, I'm loving these matchups, but heartbreaks galore, they are, I love it, extreme oh. heartbreaks, <laughs> extreme, um, Scarface is the fix, ended up going over quality, um, then you had uh, Atmosphere's God, God Loves Ugly over Jay-Z and R. Kelly's Best of Both Worlds. Uh, now, we really hated the fact that R. Kelly was in this album. We really didn't even want to give it a pass, but however, he went over Atmosphere's God Loves Ugly. Uh, just because, man, it had so many summer smashes, and that was the talk of, of, yeah, of our year. I don't Jay-Z mark in the world, but I, I, I just... that. I couldn't get into that album. Really, I liked it. Um, had had a had a lot of like it was the summer talk, so we went with that. Unfortunately, uh, me now like the Kyle now would would have went over atmosphere to be honest, but we had to think like 2002. What was that like? What was the impact of the album? So I think that's why we chose um, Jay Z and R Kelly. Um, and then last but not least, you got Clips as Lord Willing. Versus yeah. uh, Busta Rhymes and Ain't Safe No More. And uh, uh, Clips, uh, Lord Willen actually went over Busta Rhymes as uh, It Ain't Safe No More. Um, then the next round we had uh, Tupac's Better Days. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, Tupac's Better Days versus uh, uh, Lil Wayne's 500 Degrees. And um, uh, Tupac ended up going over that one. Though 500 Degrees was a really, really good album. Um. I just felt like Tupac's album was probably a little bit more influential, I guess, or had better meaning. Hmm. Agree. Um. And so then we I don't had. Know. Uh, I, I probably i I probably would have picked paid the cost because that was his escape from No Limit. That that horrible like four album janky covers for those albums, No Limit period right. in his life, that he had to wash that stank off, and Pharrell thankfully saved the day, and I, I actually, that was for me, I was like, okay, he's back, thank you. 
And that Tupac album, it's good, but it's, it's, you know, for me, it's just, oh, a bunch of randoms kind of thrown together. But it's Pac, so, you know, I get it. I, I think so. I think that's just what it was, was just clout at the time. And we felt like, we felt like Snoop had better albums. Like, and we didn't, we didn't well, really yeah, think of it at that time, like, definitely. of him getting broken out of, like, No Limit, because good God, like, that was a... Got out of Percy's was, claws. Yeah, and that's what it was. Paid the cost. So, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literal definition. Um, <laughs> so this was another tough one. You had, um, uh, Aesop Rock, um, Daylight versus Royce the Five Nines Rock City. Um, and that was tough. Yeah. Um, wow. That's a coin flip. <laughs> it was. Um, actually, you know what? Actually, it was unanimous on this one. Um, Rock City ended up because, like we said, like Royce the Five Nine came right off of that Grand Theft Auto um, um, game, Grand Theft Auto Three, and so mm-hmm. people were looking them up, and Rock City just happened to come out right when that game blew up. So people were were realizing who Royce the Five Nine was, and that was his breakout album under Game Records, and so we felt like. That had a better impact than Aesop Rock's Daylight, though Daylight ultimately had a better like meta score. And so, though we both like went with Rock City, I still felt like it would have been a coin flip. Um, and I felt like Royce's went over for the sake of the show, and like he had a bigger bigger impact um, than Daylight did. But Daylight's a really good album. <laughs> um, Nelly's Nellyville versus Scarface is the fix. Um, we went with Scarface on this one just because uh, we felt like it's a better <laughs> album than Nelly's Nellyville. Damn right. <laughs> um, Jay-Z and R. Kelly versus Clips, Lord Willing. Um, we just said that everybody was doing the grindy beat even to this day. Um, mm-hmm. And so we was like... And on top of that, we really want to get rid of R. Kelly. So we won't... With clips, this Lord That's really. fair, man. That's fair. <laughs> um, though it would have been the same. Like honestly, if Atmosphere would have went out, like went ahead, I felt like Clips still would have probably gotten a nod over it. To be honest. Um, <laughs> Plus, so. to me, one of the better harmonizing chords—not a harmonizing, but like uh, when the last time a I love that song, but Khalees. And kind of when she kind of sings the hook towards the end of that song, it's it's melancholy. It's just it's so yeah. beautiful to hear. And then it's oh yeah, here's you know pushing and malice, just just killing it there. So yeah, I, I, Lord Willing is a seminal college album, uh, and and today you know album for me as well. So awesome, awesome pick. Yeah. Um. Then we had uh, Tupac's Better Days versus Royce the Five Nines. Uh, uh, Rock City. Um, we actually gave it to Better Days. Because um, I said that I, if I could recall back to that year, I felt like I, I mean, A, A to be honest, I've rented Better Days from the Hennepin County Library. And mm-hmm. so I, I felt like I've listened to that more than Rock City. Because Rock City, I got off of Napster and just downloaded it. Like, nice. whatever. Um, and so, like, Royce the Five Nine was was most of my high school. Him and Eminem, to be honest. Um, but for some odd reason, man, I just felt like we both felt like Better Days was it. 
Um, so that went over into the finals, and then you got uh, Quips, uh, Lord Moon versus Scarface is the fix, um, which was a really tough one. That one ended up being a coin flip, and Quips is Lord Willen, um got the victory over that one. Then you had Tupac versus Quips, and in the finals, um, I accidentally wrote down Tupac and crossed him out, and Quips end up getting the W just for the simple fact that grinding is still one of the hottest tracks. Even though it's been 16 years, um, grinding just remix. for that single. Yeah. It is a great remix. It's a great beat. Simple yeah. as shit. Pharrell, man. I mean, Neptune's him and Chad. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you can't ask for anything better. They, they definitely ruled that early 2000 run. And made Southern hip hop, you know, kind of escalate out of the Houston territory, um, and made Virginia, you know, kind of a a a, a threat, you know, kind of from the early to mid two thousands for sure. And um, wow, that's that's awesome. Two thousand three though, uh, this is a, a banger year. Um, not only you get fifty, you know, kind of studio debut, uh, you get Jay Z's last album, you get you know Outkast's last album, even though it wasn't really them. It was separate. You know, you got T.I.'s, you know, Trap Music, Chicken and Beer, you know, from Ludacris. You got G-Unit's first album. You got Jewel's. You got Freeway. You got probably Ryan Cook's number one album, Diplomats, Diplomatic Immunity. You got J-Lib. You got the Neptunes releasing their own shit. Uh, Kyle's favorite, Obi Trice. Uh, You got Scarface releasing another one. But, of course, Bone Crusher. And uh, David Banner, Mississippi, the album, which is a pretty damn good one. But, of course, we all know Will's choice, of course, for number one album of 2003, Chingy's Jackpot. <laughs> you know it. No, um, he, he looked at it, and he kind of gave his, like, bias spoiler, which I'm kind of hoping, man, like, when this list comes out, that he kind of, like, doesn't. Because... He's already said, hands down, he was like, get rich or die trying, bro. I'm like, no. Like, don't. <laughs> like you got to get a list of chance. He's like, no. Like, have you listened to get rich or die trying? You have not skipped a single track. A great album. And I'm like, I get that. But come on. Like, <laughs> give the list a chance. Get rich or die trying. Like, ah. Honestly, though, that's tough because I think if you put speaker box on, on its own, I do enjoy the love below, but for me, speaker box uh, is is when I realized, wow, big boy was definitely the uh, the most enjoyable part of an Outcast album, um, and you just sit there, sit back in awe. At least I do with that album, Black album. I enjoy. I don't enjoy changing clothes in in any of the less, but I would actually put the black album over Get Rich or Die Trying. It starts off with uh three, four straight bingos before it's changed clothes, kinda puts the record scratch on it, and then it just ends off and of course the, you know, PSA, one of the best, you know, lines ever. My name's Ho, you know, it just it's ah, it's just it's classic. Um, but I would probably put those two above Get Rich and Die Trying, even though I do agree from beginning to end that is one of the better albums you can listen to and even the uh the extended album with the two or three bonus tracks that was my shit i used to play music at house parties and i remember i got like that album three months in advance 
and I would play that shit on a loop, and white people went crazy. Whoops, man. I just spilled my dinner. Um, you... But so that's why I like you, Richard Dietrich. <laughs> I, I, um, I, I'm sorry. I'm just laughing at the the dinner thing. Um, <laughs> um, MF Doom. That's gonna be tough. That I mean, yes, that Gangstar. Yeah, like, I mean, it's Mortal yeah. Technique. Uh, yeah. God. 2003 is crazy. 2004. I've already got mind tricks. Like 32. Well, that's 32 albums. Dropout. I mean. That's my 32 albums in four, and I'm just like, fuck this. I have to like cut this in half, like literally in half. Where I'm just like so mad. I'm just like, dude, I can't do this. And um, yeah, that's <sighs> these Spoiler two next weeks, dropout for sure. Man, like they like like these might be some like unaired episodes where we just jump ship straight to 2005. Uh, cause <laughs> I can't do hard. this, like. Like confessions, crunk juice, like that's oh yeah. four. Um, uh, I was Black about album. to ask if you were going to include confessions because I think again that's a, I would say that's Usher's best album, but that was a banger. Like it as was well from top to bottom. It was, but but the only technicality is because of the title, summer rap brackets. Like confessions yeah. would 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 like get a a good nod, like. Like a female playing high school male sports, like David kisses you're on good him. enough. Jada <laughs> <You know? laughs> kisses. What? He's not R and B. Well, yeah, he is no, on that album. No, he's on Confessions. Yeah, he was isn't Shine on there too? Throwback. That song's the shit. Throwback. In prison. Yeah, the Confessions Part Two, the lamest. Hey, this is uh, Shine. I'm rapping from a phone, and you could totally tell, like all that. Oh, yuck. <laughs> Kiss of Death came out that year. Jada's. Oh my God! Knock yeah. yourself out. Oh my God, that j- that's my jam. Uh, yeah. MF Doom again. Damn, you're right. <laughs> we might have to do. We might have to do some some bonus material. Meaning, not we. Sorry, you might have to do. And if I'm allowed to come out, we might have to just do episodes of just years <laughs> for Soda Sound Radio. Some bonus content on the Strong Style Media. Because I can decipher half this shit. <laughs> People might laugh, but, but trust me, I am a hip-hop rap historian. I know my shit. I know music. And, yeah. and during this time, like I said, I ran house parties. I would run shit. And yeah. a lot of this stuff, to me, this was my my era. You know, I'm a 90s, 80s kid, but 2000 hip-hop, man. Fuck. You can't ask for anything better. I agree, and um, this was my golden years, oh three and oh four. So it's like, fuck, man, like, and I have to go through this list. Like, I think we might just extend it and do like a thirty-two bracket, like, <laughs> just do a double bracket for oh four, and just call all the albums and say fuck it. Like, we couldn't make a list, so we're just gonna bust out an hour worth of bracketing on some radio and do, <laughs> and do like a whole takeover of uh of 2004 man cuz I'm telling you like it's it's just too tough for me to come up with a list cuz I feel like I'm going to be like dang I really should have included this album or like this album would have been great against this opponent like yeah honestly an album that can go far I listened the shit out of this album two of these actually Hunger for More by Lloyd Banks 
Um, again, that's where I was like, damn, you are way light years beyond more uh, than, than Curtis there. But don't sleep on this Beastie Boys album. To the Five Burrows. Yeah. That's some good was, shit. It's a mixture of the that. young and, and obscure Beasties on that album, which I totally yep, and I, was, I was telling someone about that because To the Five Burrows is like almost their like greatest hits in a sense. Um, along with All some new stuff. All different sounds but, that they've always done, which I love, yep. like an eclectic mix. Their rock roots, yep. their punk roots, rap, their uh, electronica shit. It's just so good. Yep. O oh, five might be tough too because I think that's Wu Tang meets indie culture and and that um, is one of my all time favorites. Man, like, Streets Disciple, what was that? Uh, what scene? Nice. What was the name of that song? Uh, um, d- uh, Nightfall or no? Um, shit, brown, I know what you're brown, talking about. Brown, 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 where they took the feast theme. That's what it was. Oh yes, that one. But I was just talking about the uh, the uh, song where they're uh, paying tributes, rest in peace, and that one guy, Jay, Jay Wan or whatever. Oh fuck! Two thousand five, Carter Two of the Massacre again, an album I thoroughly enjoy, minus two songs. Get it? The documentary, a fucking classic. Of course, Late Registrations is my number one album because I'm a no. I honestly, B by Common, that's my number one album of Gold Five. I think I listened to that all summer too. I think that was my summer hit. I think I, I actually like got my first oh girlfriend my off of that shit. To be honest, like <laughs> Trill by Bun B, like Paul oh. Wall three. Oh, most none unknown by Three Six Mafia. Holy yeah. shit! Like that had got to stay fly on there and everything. Yeah, fuck Black Eyed Peas. Um, Jim Jones is trash. Curtain Call was meh, but no, I I. The I would say if you if you cut late registration into fifteen tracks instead of the nineteen or twenty, that's a hundred percent classic. And I still think late registration is, but I mean we major, um, of course, touch the sky. Uh, but like that back half of that album with the uh, diamonds remix, we major. Hey mama, gone. Um, celebration. Like, to me, that shit is just unstoppable. And then, of course, you have crack music, drive slow, you know, My Way Home, which is just common rapping over a Kanye beat, which is fucking great. Gold Digger. I mean, I heard him say, which has Adam Levine, but the original mix actually had John Mayer on the track. I still have that on my Kazaa fucking account. So, I mean, that's, wow. 03 to 05. Good God. Yeah. That's going to be fun, Kyle. Um, and I, I think we'll get over that hump that <laughs> with those six. I think we'll get over that hump with those six. But yeah, it, it's been a it, like it's only been two brackets, but it's been a hell of an interesting ride. And I'm so glad that I've been able to do this. Um, think of this concept and actually like do it on air. And uh, Will has been really cool with uh, giving his pieces and um, really like getting behind this bracket too. Um, you, Jordan, everybody else. So like, it's really fun. But we just need people to call in and, and talk that shit, you know? Yeah. Check it out every Thursday, usually around this time. Uh, yeah. Blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media. Check out the archives. Uh, Soda Sound Radio, of course, the pop culture, sports cast radio, standing eight counts, uh, Russell Cast Radio, Geek Typical, 
Find this shit, people. Spread the word. We're 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 getting there. We're 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 going to explode as time goes on. So definitely check this shit out. God, O five is good. Whew. <laughs> um, yeah. I like that Slim Thug album. Not gonna lie, like a boss. Slim, Slim Thug is good. Ace King of Food and Liquor. Yeah, I like Ferg. Inspiration Even though he's not six it. is pretty straight. God damn. <laughs> Blood Money. Oh, Big Bang was oh six. Sorry. Oh, that Blood Money's good. That's Ja Rule, right? Like that. Or Blood in My Eye. That was Ja Rule. But Yep, yep. Which I think that was oh four oh three. So that's gonna be tough. Cause racing against time two is my shit. Clap back. Are you saying you're a Ja Rule fan? I mean, yeah, Clapback was good, but he ultimately I listened lost to. More. I did mess with Ja Rule. Like, Exodus was good. Vinny Vinny Vici was good. That's my um, shit. I love that album. I stand Rule, by that, that album. Rule was good to me, even though a lot of people like, gave it crap, which came out, in, I think, in 04, um, 03, 04. And um, I liked it. I liked Rule. Um, yeah, I listened to it a lot, actually. So I stand by Ja Rule. Like, granted, he just he just went up against the wrong person and didn't have a Jay Prince on the side. He got Meek Mill. He's Meek Mill from the past. He definitely didn't have a Jay Prince on his side. But now he's dri- now he's just driving <laughs> Uber and uh, kicking it. So that's the life of Ja Rule. Yuck. Yeah, and then that's that's real. Like Delonte West actually was talking about earlier. Um, it was just uh, not rumored, but sourced. I guess, or exposed, that he was panhandling. Um, and he said, yes, he was panhandling, but it wasn't for him. It was for a paraplegic homeless guy who I don't think you need to need help for a paraplegic. They just sit in their chair and, and hold the cup out. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, yeah, De- yeah Delonte, like, nope, nope. Nice try, though, but nope. Um, and so, and so, uh, yeah, Ja Rule's doing Uber and, um, a lot of people, yeah. I guess, are either over it or happy that, uh, King is, is, uh, I would say exceptional. If this album though, doesn't get into your finals, I'll be shocked. Uh, Saint Elsewhere by Niles Barkley. That is a legit classic. That is a good one. Um, and I don't think he'll make the finals, but I hope it gets past the first round. To be honest, um, CeeLo Green's "The Green Soul Machine." Okay, um, that's a very good album. Oh my god, that is a really good album. I think I've listened to that like over a billion times. <laughs> he, hasn't, like, he hasn't hit that R. Kelly market though for you. Nah, he's not that creepy yet. With that grossness, I don't know, man. Like, what did he, he do? Did he just like sexually assault some people? I don't think he like date raped them or anything, if I can recall. But either way, like, I'll still listen to Green Soul Machine. He is good. I do like him. And Niles Barkley, Saint Elsewhere, and the uh, second album is still okay to me. All of uh, Dungeon Family. Is okay I was about to me. say, yeah, I mean, that Goody Mob shit was cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, he's no R. Kelly. I don't think anybody will be near R. Kelly status because with him point blank, period, like, 
anything he has to do. Like, I won't even like his old stuff no more. And uh, when a woman's fed up, or even that uh, that Gotham City soundtrack joint, like, <laughs> like I used to be a fan of R. Kelly until I found out he, like, is nastier than Trump. Yeah. Yep, I've seen that shit in person so many times, unfortunately. I yeah. I save my friend's uh, siblings uh, while we're in Chicago going to the beach one time. I was like, ah, oh, they're 15. Yeah. <laughs> we should probably get away from that limo in R. Kelly. Yeah. Yeah, R. Kelly is uh, a nasty mofo. And as you know, um, it's been told to me that R. Kelly's house was on a certain block and you just stayed off of that block, point blank, yeah. period. You didn't go near his home. You just stayed off that block unless you, like, had to be his neighbor. But other than that, like, you don't play on that block. You don't walk by it. You don't. Mm-hmm. The only so. thing, and, and I can live without his music anymore, but I'm not going to lie. I mean, this is part of his music. But you know what I do miss watching every year? Um, is the Trapped in a Closet, like the 78 episodes, <laughs> chapters. That shit is just. It's so good. That was like his uh, tell-all, be-all, like autobiography, yeah. <laughs> like, because because that's when you knew like R. Kelly is off the fucking wall with trapped yep. in the closet. Like, okay, well, <laughs> we'll just go ahead and start our mute crusade right here and now because because <laughs> that shit was just off the wall. Like, he's in the mm-hmm. closet with a dude who ends up being gay. Who like messes with the pastor, and then there's like a short dude, like involved in all this, and it was like what? And then like from what I hear, they was going to turn it into like a BET like feature film. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like, it was Oof. ham. It's gross. <laughs> they actually did play all of the trapped in the closets on BET, but um, yep. I, from they from what I hear, they were... IFC too. <laughs> That's hilarious. And I guess that was their version of it, but from what I hear, like, it was supposed to be, like, a full-on, like, from beginning to end type feel and not, like, him singing the the scene as it's going on. (laughs) Bushes, bushes. Yeah. Who was in that film? Like, there was actually some big names in there. Like, Was there? I think so. I thought it was just him and his Uncle Ruckus or Uncle whatever... Drew Attire. That's all I remember from that shit. Drew Drew McIntyre. <laughs> Which, I wish him and Dolph would go for the straps. That'd be great. They if they could be the new Seamus and Cesaro, I'd be okay with that. And then let Seamus kind of go away and let Cesaro get some singles action. What if, um... God, I'm so excited for Saturday. What, do you, what are your thoughts on Omega Okada? Does Omega finally get the strap? Uh, how long has it been? It's been a couple of years. I feel like if they were to do it, though, it would be at a Wrestle Kingdom. Like, and, and, and I know this isn't even their version of SummerSlam, but Dominion's going to be tight. That's a fantastic card. I, I cannot wait. Check that out, NewJapanWorld.com, Saturday mo- uh, morning, 2 a.m., so Friday night into Saturday uh, it will be the best $10 you've ever spent because not only will you see Dominion, see Chris Jericho take on Tranquilo uh, himself, uh, Tetsuya Naito, uh, for the Intercontinental Championship, IWGP, of course. 
but Jericho being the uh, one of the classic Mount Rushmore IC champs going for his 10th strap. I think Jericho might take it. What do you think on that uh, match there? I think that would be awesome, honestly, if Jericho were to pull that off, because that would be a feature that would just solidify him to, like, take my number one spot of HBK. It's possible. I mean, he just read just transforms himself uh, every every time he comes back to the ring, you know, since he, he left back in the mid-2000s. Um, and I think it's one of the best things and, and cements his legacy. Uh, excellent uh, podcast, 83 Weeks with Conrad Thompson and, and Eric Bischoff. And this past episode was about Chris Jericho's career in WCW. Why it fizzled, what Bischoff thought of him, uh, it's a phenomenal three-hour listen, you know, kind of the behind-the-scenes of the business aspect side of WCW. So, uh, speaking of business, uh, what did you think of Yay by Kanye West uh, before we leave tonight here? Uh, Quick thoughts on the seven-song EP uh, they released last Friday. I don't like EP, son. The hell with EP, no. Um, All in all, man, like, it was a very off-the-wall album, but I feel like if you're a fan (laughs) of James Smith's Sire, you'll definitely be a fan of Kanye West's uh, uh, Yee. Um, I really wanted a fucking album, though. Like, I really did. Because Kanye, like, I've been a real fan of, like, Logic or uh, Kendrick Lamar. Um, because when they made albums, they had a story to it. And I feel like Kanye at this point in time needs to, like, paint a story with an album. And this would have been it. Like,. How cool would it have been to like see Ye like transform into that bipolar monster like like throughout yeah. an album? You know what I mean? Like not just announce it on a song, like like show it. You know what I mean? Because a lot of like he's misunderstood. I'm not saying like I'm giving him a pass, but I'm just saying like his 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 geniusness, man, like led him astray and now people are like, What the fuck is going on? Like but this album to me was really good. Or sorry, this E P it gets a pass. Yeah, I agree. It was, that's it was different. Yeah, I, I would definitely recommend this as a, a listen. Uh, it just goes into the uh, eclectic category um, or catalog, I should say, of Kanye West. And yeah, this was personable, you know, kind of bringing up, you know, kind of recent events, you know, from Trump to the slavery comments to, you know, kind of hanging out with Khalifa and, and you know, Kim Jong-un. So, uh, you know, it's it's some interesting stuff there. Uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I you know I, I thought this was a very personable collection of songs, like you said, kind of all over the place. There, um, it'll be interesting how he kind of intertwines these on his tour. Uh, but I like uh, I, I I will say I love the album cover um, where you know you, it just shows the mountains you know of where uh, of Wyoming. But on the little fine print there, it says, I hate being bipolar. And then under that, it's awesome. Like that, yeah. I, when I saw that before I started the album, I was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. And and it was. It's it's a, it's a definitely a, a seven songs you got to, you know, listen to, take a break, you know, for about a week, listen to it again. It's it's something as, as time progresses, I think it'll become more appreciative, especially after all the dust settles. That is facts my man um and i hope that we can do something with yeezy um and get past all this so 
Yes, he's paying the cost to be the boss. So, uh, what you got coming <laughs> up uh, on the next week here on Strong Style Media, there, sir? Um, well, actually, to, well, in two days, Saturday at six p.m., I'll uh, be doing a takeover with uh, Tay Scott as I'll be playing some of his cuts and just kind of sitting down and talking with him. Um, as you remember, a couple years ago, uh, he defeated Mike Dreams in the Homegrown King contest, and uh, it's been a couple years. So we're just going to sit down, catch up with him, and see what he's been up to uh, and what he plans on in the future and uh, just talk a little bit. So catch that at 6 p.m. Uh, right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Um, the link is up already, and it's Takeover 2 with Tay Scott. Yeah. Uh, also, don't forget to check out Soda Sound Radio next Thursday for the – oh, God, it's, it's going to be so good, so hard. <laughs> Um, but yes, check out this Saturday again, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media for uh, Takeover 2 with Tay Scott. Also, find us on iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, just type in strong style media, uh, you know, radio tune in, Google Play, um, and what have you, and uh, find all our awesome shows. Uh, go to strongstylemedia.com. You can start buying shirts for Russell Cast Radio, two awesome designs, two totally different colors. At a wonderful low price of $20 there for a shirt. Um, $22 for uh, the, the gentlemen uh, who are built like me. Uh, the the, the uh, 2X uh, or above. But hey, we're not like some assholes that charge $5 plus. Dollars, just a few extra extra dollars. But awesome designs. Check it uh, check them out again at uh, strongstylemedia.com. Check out all the awesome work Kyle has been doing on the site there. Uh, also check out Russell Cast Radio this upcoming Monday with me and Ryan. Uh, but also we got a shit ton of shows this weekend. Tomorrow night we'll be doing a uh, New Japan Dominion kind of uh, preview show at 11.30 p.m. tomorrow night uh, leading into the uh, the show again that will start at 2 a.m. And uh, we're going to do kind of a watch along and, and kind of a review um, while we kind of watch uh, the main event, uh, of course, two out of three falls, Kenny Omega battling the IWGP heavyweight champion, Kazuchika Okada, uh, which is going to be a, a classic. This uh, this match, Kyle, I think is a game changer for the professional wrestling landscape along with All In. It'll be interesting how many subscriptions they pull with the hype of this event, as well as how fantastic of a card this is. Uh, so we'll be uh, having a few shows on, of course, Monday night. Uh, and always also check us out next Wednesday uh, here on Blog Talk Radio, the pop culture scholar and myself. I plan to see a shit ton of movies, hopefully, but life could happen. It's going to be a crazy weekend. But thank you, Kyle, for a crazy night. Thank you all for listening. Uh, write a review. Leave us some awesome reviews either on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, subscribe. Um, hit us up on blogtalkradio.com um, as well, uh, forward slash Strong Style Media. Give us some subscribe. Give us some love. Facebook as well, Strong Style Media. And the pop culturist is C-U-L-T-U-R-I-S-T-S. And uh, Kyle, thank you very much as always for everything that you do for a wonderful show. Uh, it's Friday. Yeah. Don't cue that annoying song. Please. Okay. I, all right. I'll. I'll leave it behind. You have a good night, Kyle, as well as our <laughs> listening audience. Good night, cruel world. We'll see you next week. Peace, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>